Cole, have you ever heard of blue car syndrome? Yes, I have. That is the, uh, it's a version of let's see, your confirmation bias where once you experience something, you see it everywhere. So after you buy a blue car, you see more blue cars on the road, even though there are not actually more blue cars, you're just noticing them. Um, I'm, I am talking more about, uh, the song counting blue cars by Dishwalla. <laughs> Walla. Like, like Dishwalla, you know, uh, tell me everything you know about God. The, uh, that's the syndrome I'm talking about. It's the kind of syndrome that, uh, Brayden and I recently contracted. Mm. Um, and, uh, it has infected us with a case of bloodborne dirtbaggery. Oh, this isn't going to affect the network, is it? Are you okay? It is going to affect the network. In a big, oh, bad way, baby, because oh. Teenage Dirtbags is out and ready to rock. Oh, no. Or do I mean, oh, yes. You mean, no, no, don't stop rocking. <laughs> yes, yes, give me some more. Because if you go to uh, uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash Teenage Dirtbags, um, and we are we are working on better art. The uh, <laughs> you, like so We literally have somebody working on it now. The, uh, you can go there, and that is me and Brayden's brand new show on the network. That is kind of like abject suffering for bad music videos, kinda. But uh, <laughs> it's 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 super super goofy. And it comes out every two weeks. And it's going to launch in January. Um, but the Christmas episode, our long-awaited Christmas episode, is already out as yeah. a sneak preview. The one that is about Bob Dylan's "Must Be Santa." Yeah, which is a weird song <laughs> and a weird video. Yep. Um, but yeah, you should check out uh, Teaser Bags. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah. And we, me and, or me and Brayden have recorded a bunch of episodes in advance and it gets goofier and better. <laughs> like, no, I, I like it for right off the top, but it is, it is, uh, it's finding its, its feet in a really, really delightful way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Find, find our feet with us with teenage dirtbags. That's a tagline. Yeah. Guess. Count blue cars. Tell me everything you know about God with teenage dirtbag. <laughs> That show was so good. Did you did you hear the crowd? My solo was totally solid, and like everyone was clapping along during the verses. Oh, I feel goddamn invincible, man. I feel like I feel like Nick Nolte and, and Zookeeper, like like an unstoppable gorilla that's just like owning the King of Queens. He doesn't think I can talk, and then bam, he's like, ooh. And then later, Kevin James, he went on to say, "Hold hold on, enough about Kevin James. Shut up, guys. It, we had we banned." Band meeting. We had to have a band meeting. That that show was trash, guys. That huh? was garbage. What? Well, what does he mean? Garbage. Garbage, garbage means trash. What? What? are you talking about? I got like eighty-two percent of the notes. Yeah, it is B minus. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you got four out of five notes, but that means you missed every fifth note. It was a totally wrong note. That's a lot. Come on, that's not fair. Like eighty-two is a B, eighty-one is a B minus. Everybody knows. Sounds solid to me. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. This is what it sounds like when we play Celebrity Skin. Cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, sounds good to me. No, no, no. It, it's totally off. This is what it should sound like. Huh. Well, okay. How about you? Huh? Every time I solo, you keep on tapping the microphone. Well, I'm the singer. I've got to do something. No. But, uh, here. Just give me this. You know, microphone test. Bop, bop, bop. Okay. We're hot. It sounds like this. Well, I know, but like at, at least I got 90% of them. But it's clapping. How can you not clap 100%? It's clapping. It, okay, l listen, uh, we don't need to play the blame game here, okay? Like l green grass and the high tides, we all took a bath on that one. Well, okay, what do you mean? 
we we kept starting over. Like we get like two minutes in and start over. And we did that like five times until we could get it right. It's ridiculous. Listen, we're the only internationally touring omni-genre band that I can think of. And I like to think that we have a responsibility. Those people paid. Uh, uh, hello? Uh, hey, 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 is this, uh, is this Weed Boner 420's dressing room? Uh, hey guys, serviceable set, totally solid. Uh, I'm here with your pay. All right, so we see here 10, 15, 22. Uh, that's $45 split between uh, one, two, three, uh, four people. Uh, and here you go. Uh, it's a t-shirt with a drum on it. Uh, we only have one and it's size extra medium, so uh, hopefully it'll fit. Uh, see, see you guys in Copenhagen. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take it all back, man. This shirt is sweet. Uh, I like how it has a drum on it. It's oh, an instrument. Like it's a whole drum. It's got something. This, bro, this train's going to keep on a roll and we're going to Copenhagen. Copenhagen. I think it's in Sweden. And then the plane crashed, which is something that they should have watched out for. And my name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Rock Band, which is a rhythm game developed by Harmonix and published by Electronic Arts for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 in 2007. Yeah, later reported to the Wii, but we're not going to talk and about that. And the PS2. That. We're not going to yeah. talk about that yeah. either. Yeah. We're, not, we're not doing the PS2 version. You know, it would be arguably slightly more retro, you know, it came out later. Yeah. Um, We've never been really, clear on what the definition of retro is. It makes you think. Um, we have been clear. It's just anything we want it to be. It's the last generation and before. Yes. Um, yeah, so this is this is a game that is a rhythm game that is designed to make you feel like you're playing real instruments, but you are using fakey plastic instruments. Yes. Fisher Price is the word that gets bandied about mm-hmm. with these things. And, uh, you know, this is kind of a step up in complexity because before this, Harmonix had uh, um, kind of brought instrument games to the home from the arcades uh, with the Guitar Hero, right? And that was just guitar. And then they used the same controller for the bass in Guitar Hero 2. And Rock mm-hmm. Band kind of sprung about after Harmonix left Activision and um, <laughs> Guitar Hero went over to Neversoft, developers of such games, of such rhythm games as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, 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 and X Men Legends too. The um, yeah, it, it did. Uh, did Harmonix also do the Karaoke Revolution games? Yes. Okay, I thought I thought so because mm-hmm. this is this is a real synthesis of like, what if we add drums to these two existing games? Right. You know, because like both the the kind of like the component pieces of this were already done, mm-hmm. um, and then they add drums, which ends up uh, you know, it turns out to be a pretty uh, significant addition. Um, so we already had the guitar, bass, and vocals through those previous games, and then that that drum addition was the, the major addition. And then later keyboards came in, mm-hmm. um, but not until the third game. Yeah, and also like pro guitar, but that is a boondoggle, and we will explain why. <laughs> 
Like, you will explain why. I'm, I'm not totally sure. Like, as, as a uh, – just to get out on, on Front Street, like, I have the most experience with Guitar Hero 1 and 2 mm-hmm. um, and significantly less experience with the, like, fake instrument omni-genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is this is a monumentous episode um, in that, like, this is probably one of, like, two or three games where, like, you are an order of magnitude better at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like to think that most video games that we play for the show, like I'm probably a little bit better than you, and that's oh. nothing to brag about. It's video games, right? Um, but like I, I like to, you know, like I, I think that's generally true. It's not always true, but I, I like you know by your admission, and then and then also I feel like some things have come out where I've been like, yeah, that wasn't that big a deal, and you're like, yeah, it took like 15 hours. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. buddy, um, <laughs> like I don't mean a dick way, but this is something where you are, you know, I think that you are significantly better. Like you, you play an expert and you uh, get through songs that I can't get through on that. And I pretty much max out it hard yeah. on all of these games. That's about as good as I can do. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with it, like from guitar hero on and like even still today, like the, the fact that rhythm games are entirely dead. I'm still playing rocksmith a couple times a week. Yeah. Right. And, so. and Yeah. And I spent a lot of time with it, but the interesting thing, and, and this will come out is like in very different situations. Like I think that like, I never had like a party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I never had like the full band. It was just me and my ex-wife like <clears throat> would play and we played a lot, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a competitive kind of like fun bro atmosphere. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a, a <laughs> matrimonial like yeah. uh, cooperative atmosphere where we just kind of like trying to get through it. And she wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't quite as strong at it yeah. as I was. So like that influenced a lot of like my ability to, to just do it, you know, kind of go over and over until I got stuff. What's funny about that is that can probably, you can probably account for that by the difference in our ages because, yeah, absolutely. because guitar hero hit in my like senior year of high school. And like, I started by playing it with my girlfriend at the time. Like I bought it, then I got it for her for Christmas and we're like, okay, cool. And then just throughout the entire, like throughout all the, you know, all the rest of high school and then all of college. And then even after that, I was just in situations where it wasn't even like ultra competitive. It was like, I just had people around in my house, like my college house, you know, where a bunch of noise wasn't really that, that big of a deal. And like, oh, like our idea of a Saturday night was let's each, you know, let, let's drink two forties a piece, just get shit faced and then play a bunch of rock band. Like when I when I say competitive, I mean competitive against the game. Oh, like yeah. not that you guys would play against each other, but it was mm-hmm. like you guys could kind of build yourselves, you know, each other up and be like in that way that like when dudes get together, <laughs> when boys get to party, it yeah. just becomes a the, uh, the <laughs> that was also all me. I was the most enthusiastic person about it. You know, it's it, it's one hundred percent age because like the same thing I had for that was like that was when I played Mario Kart sixty four a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that went that and Goldeneye, and then like a little bit of like uh, like New Tetris. Like those were the party. College age games for me. Mm-hmm. If this had been out, good night. Like that would have been <laughs> all. Like the entire my entire house would have failed out of college. Like it's all we would have done. Yeah. But this came along when I was an adult. So yeah. I was, you know, no, that's not here. I believe I'll sit here on a chair across like and play guitar here. Like, you know. Yes. Uh-huh. But, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I did a lot of it. You know, home alone as well. Just trying to you know get up on songs and learn them and master them. You know, not, mm-hmm. not not so much master, but like, you know, when you have that, when you have those stars, the compulsion is to be like, OK, I want to climb these rigs a little bit. Yeah. And it also helped that I didn't really have much else to do. Well, and it's really fun. Yes. Like, I, like it's not it's, it's not a chore. Like even getting better at the game was very fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just never have that. Like and in general, I don't have that collect the stars mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, like iOS games don't work on me. I just want to get through it and see all the things. Mm-hmm. And I get through it. So, like, whenever I play these games, like, I just try to get to where I unlock all the songs and play them mm-hmm. and can get through them. And then I'm like, okay, well, I got 70% on all these these guitar songs and I can't do these certain ones on hard. Okay. You know, <laughs> and then would download some new songs or 
move on to the sequel, which I yeah. ultimately ended up spending more time with Rock Band 2 than Rock Band 1. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to talk about each of the instruments a little bit? Just to yeah. give, like, a little bit of an overview and, you know, relate how we feel about their kind of, like, operating metaphors a little bit? Yeah. 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 So, the, like, the, it uses the same guitar controller that Guitar Hero has, and you're absolutely right that they have these components put together. Like, the the, the five buttons and the strum bar, that's, that's really all you need. And, like, you could even see, like, when we got to this generation, attempts to attempts to uh, complicate it yeah with the solo buttons and then guitar hero got absolutely nuts with uh with what they did like with a little tap well a little touch sensor and stuff the uh the the controllers are actually subtly different too mm-hmm. the um the guitar hero different uh controllers have buttons that protrude mm-hmm. and the uh, the rock band ones have buttons that are flush with the neck mm-hmm. and you just put them down and that took me so long to get used to um, because I still find it harder to or easier to forget my place on the the fretboard mm-hmm. with the uh, guitar or with the Rock Band controller or right. the Guitar Hero controller. Um, I think it is in better like it's a better controller. It's easier to kind of slide mm-hmm. your fingers, but I will lose my place more often. Where you're just kind of playing and you think you're doing fine, and you're just clank, 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 <laughs> clank, and you're you know you're just fucking everything up because you're one you know one fret down. Yeah, what you think you're going to be? I lost faith in the Rock Band's controllers, specifically the guitars, after the 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 first ones. The first set of instruments that came with the initial, you know, with with Rock Band one, were pretty much universally garbage. Like mm-hmm. my, like the, even the disc itself cracked. You know, I bought it in November <laughs> and then January I had to buy a new disc. <laughs> like Runa's right out of warranty, but the strum bar stopped working. So my my guitar of choice was my Rock Band or my my Guitar Hero two guitar for uh, three sixty, the one with the like the the two foot cord. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. then and then the one that I have now I got for three uh, for three dollars. It is the Rock or is the uh, Guitar Guitar Hero five controller, which is actually really nice. Yeah, I, I I never got like multiple generations with this. Like I can't. Mm. I got Rock Band when it came out, and the first controller just kind of lasted. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I bought a second one. But I, I since again because of where this kind of took the place in my where I was at in my life, like you know, had a domestic life at the time. <laughs> um, you know, I couldn't just like in be enthusiast for it the same way that maybe I would have another time mm-hmm. or what maybe wanted to. Yeah, you know. So I was just like I just I just took what I could get with a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So the uh, a lot of the, those kind of points of articulation between the hardware generations is also going to be something that you have experienced. I don't, and I don't want anyone who's listening to think that like that means I'm not doing due diligence. It's unreasonable, however, for me to like <laughs> buy multiple rock band guitarists yeah. to learn how the the feel of each one to yeah. cover the game. And it's it, it, you know we always talk about our own experiences, right? And exactly. This just happened to be like the game that I played for you know probably a good seven years of my life. Yeah. And and again, like it's it's not when I when we're talking about that and I'm like, you had the ability to do this cool. Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say like you loser, you spent money on this thing. Like it's really fun and I would have done the same thing mm-hmm. if I could have, because it's great. Yeah. Um so um, th- that was the or that was the guitars more or less. Like I and you'll talk a little bit more about because I don't know what the the guitar hero like when they went into the Legends of Rock or whatever. Uh, um their things band I, I never played those. The touchpad was really just about it, and that was a way to kind of introduce glissando like slides and stuff mm-hmm. into it. Uh, but the 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 visual, you know, the way that they visualized that really didn't work. Um, something weird that came in with the Rock Band guitar was the was the tone switcher, which was just if you if you didn't have if you placed it anywhere except for dead center, it made your solo sound like shit. And you will accidentally hit it, yeah. Like any time you try to use the whammy bar, yep. 
like at all. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like it should be like on real guitars. Is that in the exact same place? Because it seems like you'll constantly accidentally hit it, which would have, uh, you know, disastrous results. Yeah, the, set more the than... rock band guitar is modeled after the uh, Fender Stratocaster. Yeah. And yes, the three way switch or the five way switch rather is right there. So, yeah, it seems like bad, bad placement. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you know that's the that's the standard guitar. So but the, it's really uh, so, weird. so it's yeah. It, imagine a regular. If you've never seen one of these for some reason, imagine a regular guitar with five buttons where you would uh, with your left hand where you'd make the chords, mm-hmm. and then just a little plastic uh, bar that kind of go that goes up and down. They used indicate strumming. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about the because I feel like this is a hardware review. The nice thing about the rock band guitars over the Guitar Hero guitars is that they put a lot of effort into making the strum bar silent. Oh yeah. As opposed to clackety 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 which is yeah. what every other guitar had. But that mushiness is kind of something that people complain about, especially when you start trying to do like a lot of really heavy alt strumming or tremolo strumming and stuff. Yeah. And and you want to, in general, like as a little rock band pro tip, if you're having a hard time getting into rock band or playing it, uh, turn up the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the uh, listening to it is more important than watching it, mm-hmm. I find a lot of the time. And that will unlock something that looks like gobbledygook on the screen to me. Mm-hmm. Um so the uh, that that will drown out your your city strum bars, and I think that that is the uh, that like that's the way that you get good at these games is to ultimately learn that you are you know trying to take what maybe before you only treated as one complete in you know impenetrable work and understanding like where each instrument line fits into the construction of that song. Yeah, you know, so you know, and understanding like I you know I went from playing Guitar Hero to like oh I'd like to play regular guitar, and I would totally say that that did help me learn guitar faster because I, you know, understood like, okay, here's what a chord sounds like. I know this because I was pressing two or more buttons at once, you know, right. as it goes along. So the, you know, the, the metaphor is incredibly simplistic, you know, when you're talking about like, okay, there are five possible buttons. There's no, there's not even like an open strum, which uh, guitar hero did add in uh, on mm-hmm. bass, I think. Um, but, uh, but like, it's here, here you go. Here are roughly a couple of principles and just focus on this one part until you can, you know, kind of see this notation in your head as you're listening to it. And, and the, the interesting thing is that the, uh, the guitar and bass is the most abstracted thing here. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're, you know, we're kind of talking about how the abstraction level is really va- you know, valid and, and helps you learn. Um, but in comparison, it's still very abstract to the drums and vocals, mm-hmm. Which, like, the vocals are one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Like, you are literally just singing into a USB microphone. Yep. And something's judging your pitch. Um, so, in a weird way, like, it it, you, it loses a little bit of uh, veracity as far as, like, what it is like to actually sing in a band. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, w- when you're doing any instrument, and this is one of the things that's, like, the the gamification, like, the, the uncanny, va- uncanny valley of, like, this is a game rather than actually playing music shows its head where, like, how little room you have for improvisation mm-hmm. or, you know, change things out. And I feel that the most with the vocals, mm-hmm. like if you're singing something like you can pause between words and change your cadence and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you can't do that in this. This is just like, what is it like to emulate the person who's singing this exactly? Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the drums like were like, you know, crazy to me because you were literally just hitting pads with sticks, which is what drums are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is like that. I think if you want to learn to play drums, <laughs> I think rock band is like a really like that should like in, you should play it in schools. Like if you were teaching people to play drums in schools, like you could use rock band mm-hmm. and it would work. It would work great yeah. for that. It's such effective notation like yeah. for, for what you should be hitting and when and even the way that it that it takes you up from easy to expert. 
know, mm-hmm. the amount of detail that they, you know, as they bring things kind of closer into focus, they do a really good job of like, now you're going to like be leaning on your, on your bass pedal even more, which I think yeah. universally is the hardest thing for everybody playing this. Yeah. And, and that's the smoothest difficulty jump too. Cause we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about like the differences between uh, like easy to expert for things where like for the other instruments, I, or at least for guitar and bass, I feel like easy to medium is a, is a soft jump. Hard to expert is a soft jump. Medium to hard is in uh, <laughs> golf yeah. miles wide. Yeah, you know, yeah. For, at least up until Rock Band Three, the big the biggest difference was that uh, uh, medium to expert added the orange the you know the, the orange button. Yeah, or the orange fret rather. Yeah, the um, uh, but the 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 thing with the uh, the drums is it's so much more effective than actual drum notation. Oh yeah. Like if you've ever looked at drum notation, it I mean, this is because I can't read it. So of course it looks have you ever looked at Sanskrit? You can't read it. It's just <laughs> how do people no, read this? No wonder yeah, they didn't get anything just done. Like symbols to me. Um, They're so smart, the, uh, why are they dead? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it like I find drum as somebody who can kind of read music and is somewhat music literate, like I find drum notation to be very impenetrable mm-hmm. to see how it actually sounds. Yeah. And this is great at it. Yeah, drum, like the, this does a really good job. Actual drum notation only looks like that because they had to fit it on the same piece of sheet music as everything else where a staff notation makes absolutely yeah, actually makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you can you can look at a staff notation and visualize or like audio eyes with the with mm-hmm. the music. Yeah. Like, so. like, and I can't do that with a drum notation. The, the, the notes higher on the staff. It must be higher in pitch. Cool. Yeah. 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 But the uh, rhythm just feels so different. And this this is as good a job as I've seen mm. at anything and like kind of pointing that out. Yeah. And um, uh, drums are a workout, too. Oh, so, yeah. T- like incredibly. And like they're different. We'll talk about this as we go through the individual songs. But like those ended up being my least favorite like songs. Like there's different ways that songs can be challenging in rock band. And like I'm way more into tricky than endurance. Yes. When it comes to things. And like there are some fucking nightmare endurance songs on, <laughs> on drums and guitar, too. But like you're using your kind of using your whole body and drums. And there are ones mm-hmm. that like I was just like, I know how to do this, but I just don't want to do it for four minutes. Like I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> I get too tired and, and feel like shit afterwards, <laughs> you know, not you know. like Gary can't exercise, but like it's just my muscles will get sore. It's not like these are natural muscles to be using. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even even within the same tier, like Blitzkrieg Bop is hard for a different reason than Gimme Shelter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. And like that is the something that we'll talk about when we talk about how the series progresses. And I'll I'll be interested to hear your take on it is that like with the introduction of Rock Band 3, there is a weird kind of and I'll admit like that's the entry in the series I have the least experience with. Mm -hmm. Like I just got it for the show because I bought a a bundle for the show and I'd never really played it before. Thanks to the Patreon backers. Yeah. Thank you, Patreon backers. Um, And like we weren't I didn't go on. Like this wasn't at full retail. Like it was on Craigslist. It's it's not like a super nice set. The um, but the uh, there's a weird conflict in them trying to introduce other music that emphasizes different things. Mm-hmm. And in Rock Band Three, I found myself like, oh, this is impossible to drum to. That's because no one was ever meant to do it because it's a drum machine. Yep. You know, so like this song that's good for keyboard mm-hmm. is not good for any other instrument, and vice versa. Like there's a lot of that kind of unevenness in the third one i found yeah and you nailed exactly why like rock band one's set list stands alone yeah rock band one and rock band two like rock band two i think i like the songs a little bit more mm-hmm. um but the uh, rock band three like i like a lot of the songs individually but cohesively like it introducing the keyboard you can kind of feel how the the series had met its its conclusion i'm looking at you antibodies yeah <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> yeah 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 um pro drums is really fun too it's a it's I, kind I've of never a, play, i've never played with pro drums i know it has the it has symbols right yeah. 
rubber symbols. Yeah. So if you get the full set, the, the, the full set, and before they actually added the uh, you know the notation in, you had you had the ability to buy all these ion drum rockers, which never worked. Like I never mm-hmm. bought one because, like everybody said, wait until the next generation because the symbols will work, and they never did. But the mm-hmm. actual like Mad Cats um, manufactured one that was official for Rock Band Three, you have you have three symbols that are put up there, and then those kind of just rest on the same lanes um, mm-hmm. over over everything else. Then there's a differentiation between a symbol note and a and a you know a tom note mm-hmm. there as well. And um, in a lot of ways. It makes it makes songs easier to understand because like, oh, this thing, it doesn't make sense for me to be hitting the same pad for a for a, um, you know, a hi hat, you know, the, the same pad for the hi hat as for the snare when actually I can see how the song is constructed. So that actually helps you. It, it, it's one step further and it actually makes some songs easier because we, we, yeah, when you hit the same rib with. You know, two. You should not produce two successive like, different notes. Right. Yeah. yeah but, the, the, but I'm serious. Like you know, you know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, of course. Like I, I was just. Uh, it is true. <laughs> yeah. Like that 18 scratchy episode. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I've never. I haven't had any experience with it, but I could see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, something that uh, we'll we'll at least touch on, and um, the the layers of abstraction between the rock band playing and actual instrument playing can be really kind of problematic in that way. Mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, that underlines that so like yeah. um brandon brought it up on our facebook page but like a lot of people i know who played guitar were terrible at guitar hero oh yeah when i tried to have them because they were looking for notes that weren't there mm-hmm. like guitar hero was asking them to simplify in a way they couldn't do um and then like i found that to be true when i tried to play keyboard on mm-hmm. rock band three um and i'm really really terrible at it mm-hmm. um and i just you know can't do it because i can't when I when it's up to like expert or hard, it is demanding a level of precision that I can't quite do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm doing it on easy, I can't. I'm expecting notes to be there that aren't there and hitting yeah. off notes because I hear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's totally the case where there are songs that are more difficult uh, to execute in Guitar Hero or, or sorry Rock Band. I'm going to keep doing that. I hope people understand. Um, yeah. <laughs> there, there are songs that are more difficult to execute in rhythm games than on actual guitar. I'm going to keep saying actual guitar as well. Uh, because they required, they require you, require you to move your hands and fingers more than you otherwise would. Like, yeah. uh, like a rising string of, you know, power chords is harder to do because it involves just more precision than you would actually have to use. It's, and also you can't fudge some stuff, right? which you, you people do all the time in music. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if in guitar rock band, if you, uh, you know, are going to hit, you know, go, and if instead you just go in, in, in a band, nobody gives a shit. Right. You know, like in the middle of a verse. Mm-hmm. But uh, you'll lose points in, good, yeah. in rock band because it's about emulating the recording more than than yeah. actually just executing the song as a whole. Similarly, uh, like a lot of the songs that are the hardest have like these sweeping arpeggio kind of things where you have to, you know, it's like these lines of like, you know, red, green, blue, red, green, blue, where yeah. instead on an actual guitar, just be you just finger a chord and then hit all those, you know, in yeah. succession. Right. Like yeah. you just have to move your hands so much more. Yeah. And, and they kind of try to get around that a little bit with the, the hammer ons and pull offs. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll talk about, which is essentially like a, if you're going up to a higher note, certain notes are differentiated. They're like a little like rounder and cuter. And if you uh, you can just hit the strum bar once and then hit the next note up. Yeah. And it emulates like hitting a string once and then just uh, changing the length of the string with the next finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can do vice versa with pull offs. Um, but those are inconsistently kind of presented. Mm-hmm. I found like I could do them just fine. But 
for my brain to adjust like, oh, now I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like the part was almost always over. Yeah. You know, I would also do them on accident a lot, mm-hmm. which is really satisfying when you're actually just kind of like those are the times <laughs> I felt the most like I was playing guitar when I was just mm-hmm. like instinctually sliding a finger up as opposed yeah. to hitting, you know, just actually moving my next finger. And the timing window between changes a lot between sequels um, as well. Yeah. So um, Rock Band 1 you're playing songs on that engine songs that were difficult there actually end up getting a lot easier by the time rock band three rolls around. Yeah. Because there's just yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more lenience to it. Um, but yeah, dr- drum in particular is the one that was like that. That's what I spent the most time with actually over the course of everything. And I ended up before rock band came out making, you know, let's say every other day trips to the Best Buy where they had a demo unit set up so mm. I could play the, like the, the demos before the song, before the game actually came out. Yeah. It's really fun. Mm. Like if you've never done it before and it is very intimidating when you first start doing it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that, that has a really gentle learning curve. Yeah. Like starting on easy drums, you'll be able to, to get through some songs and keep practicing it. And it is among the most fun I've had with the video game mm-hmm. um, with the uh, playing rock band drums. Yeah. I was always the guy in my group who played either drums or vocals. Like I hmm. uh, like if if there were, you know, four people, I would end up on vocals because nobody else wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I would say I would say that it probably is like the less fun of the things you can do. Mm-hmm. But for me, when this came out, it was a great because uh, me and my, me and my ex-wife, like uh, we bought every karaoke revolution game because mm-hmm. um, she, she really loved them. And I liked them, too. But like the song selection was not my favorite thing. Right. And then when Rock Band came out, I felt like it was uh, like it was for both of us because mm-hmm. like, you know, like you can you can sing. They're like these good pop songs, but they're not like modern radio pop. Mm-hmm. And like I would play drums to anything like I have to like a song to sing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to like a song to play it in rock band in any other instrument. Right. So. Yep. And also I, I just <laughs> singing is the one time where I don't have my inhibition. Every other part of my life, I am incredibly inhibited for this. I'm, I'm pretty good with it. Like I feel is, pretty it, confident in my ability to sing. Yep. Yep. And, and I've watched Cole sing before and he does look very confident. Imagine mm-hmm. Cole is most confident <laughs> and you can, and you can imagine this. Yeah. Or, you know, come out to a Portland retro gaming expo sometime. Yeah. I mean, come on, come on, do his karaoke with us. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about keyboard here or do we want to save that for the Rock Band 3 discussion? Um, let's uh, like that's going to be you telling me about it because I haven't <laughs> played it a lot. Um, we can save it for Rock Band 3, though. OK, just letting you know that I don't have tons of experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mostly playing Rock Band 1 for the show. I'm planning on playing it some more, but I had a very hard time with it yeah. getting into it. And I for reasons outlined above. Then the nice part is that now you have Rock Band and when you feel like playing it, you can play it now. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm still going to play this after I'm I'm done with this. Because mm-hmm. it is super fun. And and part of that is just like I don't have a lot of people over to my house. Mm-hmm. But if you ever have people over your house, like this is a good fun time. Yeah. If you don't like, have neighbors right there. <laughs> yeah. Like th- this this and like uh like you don't know Jack are like <laughs> the like party games on, on Xbox. Yeah. For me. Like the those those are the fun things. The uh the we should talk a little bit about um the campaign mode. Yes, we should. Um and then what that happened what happened with that in the series. Because mm-hmm. like to my mind, it took them a shockingly long time to abandon these elements of the game. Yes. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's, it's rare that, like, a company, like, doesn't – like, I, I don't want to actually cast aspirations on them. It's not that they didn't. But, like, I felt like they were, they were holdovers to a gaminess mm-hmm. without actually acknowledging how people want to play. Yeah. The game – it'd be like if Grand Theft Auto games always made you complete, like, the story mission before letting you just go and do crazy shit. <laughs> 
You know, like, I just want to do crazy shit my own way. Don't make me go through the story mission. And the story missions in this are uniformly stupid. Right. And, like, all I will go as far as say all of the trappings for Rock Band, I hate. Yes. I hate the character designs. I hate the graphics. I hate, you know, other than, like, the the, the functional parts. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does its job as far as teaching the instruments. But, like, all of the personality things I think are really garbage. Yeah. Everything that's going on behind the note chart is just... Hmm, it, 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 it's weird. It's like it's like a weird old guy's conception of music. Mm-hmm. Like when you're choosing your attitudes, like you can be punk or you can be metal. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's like and it's kind of like it's supposed to be that like it's supposed to be a little over the top. Like this is your dream of being a rock band. But like it stinks of marketing where like the people who are making the nuts and bolts of the game, mm-hmm. like just wanted to make a really technically fun game and knew what they were doing. And someone was like, no, you know that like it's like like it didn't tr- they didn't trust them enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to, like, do this little fantasy where you get to be a band touring the world and, like, every intro is going to show people on a car going through a city. Character, you know, terrible character designs driving through <laughs> a city playing instruments on a car. Yep. You know? Yeah. All that stuff is stupid. But the idea, like, so if you've played, have you played a Rock Revolution, which was the uh, Konami one that was, like, way too late to the party? No. Nothing goes on in the background of that. And it looks and feels really cheap. I'm talking specifically, like, during a song. So they had to have something back there. I think like this wasn't looks, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and so they did this clearly, like, so Guitar Hero, which came out before this, which was a huge hit, um, was like such a cultural kind of milestone that there were action figures of the characters in Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Like, you could buy those, like the metalhead or the uh, goth guy from Guitar Hero as mm-hmm. a toy and play with them. Um, so I felt like they had the need to, like, create avatars and kind of ride that wave. Yeah. But the difference is there's no, like, personality to these people at all. Yeah. Like, they just kind of look like different kind of music stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And as you as you go through these campaigns, you unlock different hideously ugly clothing to put on your paper doll. Yeah. Um, around the time Rock Band 2 came out, you could spend $90 and get a 3D printed version of your avatar. That, that would then dissolve their pictures yeah. of like they're like okay here's when i got it and here's a year later and like all the paint has fallen off and it's like melting <laughs> um it's funny when you, when you said that they have to have something going on in the background mm-hmm. um beatles rock band did that good yes like that that's the game that that isn't annoying in its backdrop or its trappings or anything yes, because those trappings like that like that is a museum tour and like a wonderful loving homage to like everything that everything that made the beatles outside of the music Right. And, but you couldn't, I mean, obviously you couldn't do that. Like everything that made bands such as Razor Light and the Zootons, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, wonderful outside of the music, but you could have each individual song could have like a music video or something that like evoked the band yeah. in the background or something like that. I think I would have dug that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, the gamification of this stuff is garbage too. Like, it's not like you can't make a good game out of a rock band manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the earliest games I played back on my DOS computer was a game called Rock Band um, that was a simulation about managing a rock band. And uh, I'll have to see if I can find it for the show notes because I've, I've never been able to find it uh, since then. I haven't looked a lot, but like it's I like imagine a- that that namespace is not polluted. I'm sure yeah, you can just search that right away. <laughs> Yeah, Rock Band game probably does, probably comes up with this old DOS text-based game yeah. um, as opposed to, to anything else. But, like, it was a DOS-based text game, and, like, it was about, like, uh, it played a lot like um, uh, Game Dev Story hmm. um, for the iOS, and it was really fun. Like, oh, I get to name my name my songs and name my band, and there was a whole weird section about, like, 
managing how relaxed you were. Like if you were too tense, you had to do drugs a lot. <laughs> um, and like, and it was just like, it was in that weird way that video games treated drugs at the time where like all drugs are just on the menu. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just like that. And then you know, you do LSD and it'd be like that LSD has you feeling really relaxed. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I, yeah. I've never had taken LSD, but I feel like that's not, that's not the case. <laughs> like that, that was some good Coke. You feel creative. No, I feel like I can fucking fight a train. Like, it, it, <laughs> I don't feel like creative. Yeah. That's how that works. Um, but yeah, so, it, but that was really fun. And you could do like a fun rock band manager. And if they had gone a little bit further with it, I could see it being kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to like, uh, you know, manage, uh, manage your money. And like, where do you want to put, put, put your resources into doing this or doing that? And they try mm-hmm. to do that, but it just doesn't work. Right. Instead, you just have money and you have fans. And they try to introduce these notions of choice like, oh, there will be the opportunity for a benefit concert where you don't get any money, but you get a lot of fans. Or you can take (laughs) – this is one of of my favorites. You can take an endorsement from Hot Topic, but you get a (laughs) a lot of money, but you lose like half of your fans (laughs) for being a (laughs) sellout. Well, I love I love how the inverse is automatically true. Like, mm-hmm. man, did you hear about that band that did the Farm Aid thing? Those guys fucking rule. Like, I love Farm Aid. Like, it's not like it's not like doing a free concert automatically gets you more fans, mm-hmm. or a benefit concert automatically gets you more fans. Like, it it is it is silly. It's it's under undercooked. It's unnecessary in any case. Mm-hmm. But the biggest crime for me to those uh, things is that they're not interactive or gamey enough to be meaningful and instead feel very tacked on instead what it does is it just gives you like okay you're going to play these three songs over and over again as you grind up on them which makes sense if you're trying to learn these songs but if you're just trying to see as much of the game as possible i would really like to like sample all the songs and then figure out which one i really want to learn yeah like what yeah what if you could do that like what if you got to go through all the songs and that was like those are the songs that we have but you're designing your cover band Mm -hmm. and like what if the game like you had to you put together like a cohesive set, mm-hmm. you know, and presented that. And then based on how well you did and how much like, you know, you'd have audiences that cared for different kinds of music, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like everyone in this game who's just, you know, like, I love Boston, but I also love RCHB, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. There's just different ways to have done it that would have been would have enforced because you're right. Like what it's trying to do is just give you an excuse to play the songs over and over mm-hmm. because like at the end of the day, there's like 50 songs or something on on the, the game and that's not like that will that sounds like a lot but it, you will run out mm-hmm. you know so yeah equally unnecessary as online play i've never i have no experience <laughs> with it's, that. it's exactly what it sounds like imagine all everything that makes you know rock band you know fun with people mm-hmm. like oh man we're all drinking a lot and you know like complaining about this song this is stupid blah 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 except just imagine there's nobody else in the room and you're playing with what might as well just be the computer except they you know drop every fifth note or so is it do they drop it because they're bad or are there like connection lag issues <sighs> I was. I'm, I'm just. I'm just asking. I'm like, I, that wasn't I, a rhetorical question. Uh, either. Okay. Yeah. Like that, that. That's that's really about it. I'm not sure. Like from an engineering perspective, I'm sure that it is a. Uh, it's a feat, right? Because everybody's running it on their own, and then that is being relayed to everybody else. You know, over the network with non-trivial lag. Like you know, if you look at display lag, anything even just approaching like 50 milliseconds will throw you off. Your average right. ping is right about that. So I don't know what kind of magic is going on at the side, but the idea is, well, what if I want to get the band scores, but I can't get a whole group of people around? Also, what if I want to hear the the, the tracks echoing through people's headsets, right? right. It just, it, it it's multiplayer just for the sake of having an online component and actually kind of ignores 
um, you know, the, the, the magic of couch co-op um, in a way that like online Smash Brothers does. Yeah, but it doesn't like, I mean, you can play an online ga- game with somebody, but you should be able to talk. Yep. You know, like if you're playing a co-op shooter, like that's fun online mm-hmm. because you're just talking to each other and it does emulate being couch, you know, being couch. But like this does not because you don't talk during this. It's like going and seeing a movie with somebody. Yeah. Like you ever have one of those times where like you're going to go hang out with somebody you haven't hung out with them in a long time. You're like, let's see a movie. And then like all you do, like you meet at the movie theater, you talk, talk in the for, lobby. Like, two minutes and then go inside, watch a movie and then just go home. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we didn't hang out at all. Like, that was not. That's what this is like. Yeah. You know, you guys are both just watching a, a experience separately. That that is the point that I make when people make fun of me for going to movies alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, the the trick. I mean, like, I'm not telling you this. I'm just saying it out loud. <laughs> the like the life hack for making a movie a meaningful friend experience is you go out to dinner afterwards because oh, then yeah. you have something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the, that's why I think dinner or movie is still date mm-hmm. of the year. 2014 like that's a good date like even you know if, if you go through and you see something really like you go and see something really amazing and they're like that's stupid and then mm-hmm. it's like well okay i know something now about you <laughs> or if they're you know you can talk about the actual movie yeah you know something about them too mm-hmm. um online uh speaking of which uh we talk a little we'd be remiss to not talk about the thousands and thousands of dlc songs oh yeah um this game which is a weird like in the future this will look at like a weird cultural thing and mm-hmm. it is starting to already yep like this was a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm looking at a Wikipedia page right now for a rock band thing, and all the sources are stories of like tech websites just reporting about DLC for this mm-hmm. game. Like 2010, everyone just like, man, Billy Joel's heading to Rock Band three, and <laughs> and everyone's going nuts. And that's just something that was so huge and is mm-hmm. now not a thing at all. Yep, check and joystick every Friday to see what what hot new tracks are dropping on Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, not not a thing. And if anything, like makes this qualifies this game for the show, like this is it. Yeah, like this is regardless of where it is at chronologically, like it is from another time. Mm-hmm. It's just in, in in space of like in in terms of distance from what it's like now. It's huge, mm-hmm. even if it's not in terms of time. Yeah, and I imagine this is an experience that's rapidly going to be lost to the general public because. You know, outside of Craigslist, there's really no way to get like these instruments, which are the only way to play these games, right? Yeah. Like it is, it is like an MMO in that there is all kinds of infrastructure that is, you know, extraneous to, but essential to the experience of the game. Right. And this is one that like, I mean, you can still go on and buy yeah. songs. Not the Rock Band Network. They tore, they took all that stuff down. Oh, did they? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like you, I, you can get the official yeah. published ones, but. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, cause yeah, I, I knew that you could still do the, the official ones, but yeah, the, some of the, some of it is already fading. Yeah. Um, and the rock band network was a way to make your own songs, mm-hmm. which like, I remember when I was searching for custom songs on YouTube back in the day, I would see something really crazy. Like it'd be like somebody would do some magnetic field song mm-hmm. and I'd be like, Oh wow. You know, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yep. And then I would look and it was just somebody made themselves and it is a song that only has guitar in it anyway. And it's acoustic guitar and it shouldn't yeah. be in rock band. <laughs> and there's a reason why it's never been a rock band, mm-hmm. but it was just somebody made it. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's that right there. And like the DLC, it's, it's a little bit of like the whole story of these rhythm games is it, it's hard to talk about it without talking about like what a legal and business triumph it is. Oh, a yeah. A little bit. <laughs> like, which, like, which makes me, you know, kind of hesitantly uh, give a lot of uh, kind of credit to MTV, mm-hmm. um, which is how that happened. Right. Like MTV, you know, partnered with us and published it. And they obviously have deep ties to the music industry mm-hmm. and were able to kind of like there's a, is a, and even in comparison to Guitar Hero, there's an astounding number of original tracks mm-hmm. in the in the rock band games. Yeah. Like 
when Primus gave the master ta- the master tapes uh, for uh, what is it? The Jerry was a race car driver or whatever to Guitar Hero Two. I know that's not the one, but fuck if I can name a Primus yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, it's not when it was brown, Big Brown Breeder, <laughs> yeah. and it's not uh, Jerry was a race car driver. Yeah, but like when that ended up on um, you know on Guitar Hero Two, like oh my god, they got master tracks. I remember reading this incredibly hubristic quote from uh, from like Soundwave or whatever it was the the studio that did uh, that did the covers for Guitar Hero One and the majority of Guitar Hero Two saying there will always be a need for us because no publisher will ever be able to pay for mm-hmm. master tracks. And like, that's just shocking in hindsight because yeah. nobody could have foreseen the amount of, you know, the amount of clout that MTV was going to bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. And sometimes it's funny too, when you talk, we'll talk about those, um, those, that, that cover band and those cover versions, because like when that, when that's at its best, it's, you know, effectively indistinguishable and then every once in a while there'll be a cover version where you're just like oh boy <laughs> like especially on a vocal like uh-huh. you'll just be like uh and, like i'm looking at you uh tom sawyer yeah like I'm, look, I'm looking at you ballroom blitz yeah the ballroom blitz is intolerable yep. <laughs> like, the rock band version of ballroom blitz like i can't listen to <laughs> there's a man in the back <laughs> and the girl in the corner <laughs> like, uh, i don't know why he's singing it like he's like oingo boingo <laughs> or, like, or not even like oingo boingo like he's like a like a, a mincing cereal mascot <laughs> like crispy <laughs> and milk <laughs> there's a man in the back and he's got some crud. like if you listen to the original sweet recording it does kind of sound like a fop but, but not not like this. This is not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> not like this, man. Yep. This is this is weaponized foppery. <laughs> like fop man yep. but like i just always like he's just an annoying he's bad at being a fop like you had to be good at fop yep gotta be a good fop you gotta be a blitzkrieg fop not a <laughs> like a non yeah but um yeah this dlc was a great way to like get songs that otherwise wouldn't have made their way into a mainline rock band title and so what ultimately what ended up happening was the rock band disc tracks were like a sampling of genres and then if you wanted to get like a deep dive and say like i want all of the color and the shape yeah by foo fighters i can go and get that or i want all of you know nevermind or something like that like it lets you kind of like craft your library around your own tastes in, yep. in, in a way that like you know, took scarcity out of the equation. Yeah. I mean, it was still, it was still limited. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like the, you could still like the way that they choose songs for rock band and the kind of songs that make for good rock band songs versus the kind of songs I always want to, you know, I necessarily want to listen to all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, there's a conflict there, but like the, if your taste happened to run in a, a significant number of ways, if not every way, mm-hmm. there was a way to kind of tailor your experience. So, yeah. like, I, I'm agreeing with you, but I also, like, I, I wasn't disappointed, but I also remember, like, thinking, like, oh, this is really cool. I can buy this this album by the Pixies. Like, I can buy mm-hmm. Doolittle yeah. and, and have that as a rock band thing. Um, but I can't mm-hmm. buy, you know, uh, like, the electric version or something like that. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. And and like you know, just when you were in the in the experience every Friday, like I said, checking which new tracks were coming out, it was a constant disappointment. I was like, oh, more more songs from Nickelodeon. That's right, you're Viacom, aren't you? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I kept for me, it was like uh like weird, hot topicy, you know, mathy 
mm-hmm. bands yeah. that would come out that like that's not my jam like i like tricky music but i never mm-hmm. like playing those and like the, that kind of like stuff in, in rock band and that seemed like that was always coming out yeah and and that that has more to do with the fan base like yeah you know just like we want more metal because we want something that will make our dicks look bigger as we com- as we talk about our score yeah right and yeah. so um, and, and you know, if you like metal great like there's nothing wrong with that like i just like it's not necessarily for me yeah and so and so like the kind of like twangy indie stuff that i really like you know like yeah. you know i was i was holding out hope for the course of you know what was it six years that i was going to get at least one fucking wilco song but no wilco so yeah <laughs> well it's, it's funny too because we there's songs that i definitely like that i i think that would be inappropriate for a rock band mm-hmm. i would still enjoy playing them yeah but like and i can i can think of some wilco songs that would work mm-hmm. um but one of the experiences i had when i first got doolittle um, which was an album like that was you know very important to me growing up was that like oh yeah not all these songs work really well for this yeah like this song has like a minute of silence before the drums come in like that's mm-hmm. not great yeah um i understand why this wasn't on the main track like it did have a the further you got away from that central core of songs that are chosen to be a sampling of genres and then also to highlight all of the instruments equally mm-hmm. um the the kind of more compromises you had to make yeah you know, if that if that makes sense, like there yeah. were DLC songs that like felt like they fit in perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I by and large, I felt like most of them uh, were kind of more specialized than that. Right. Yeah, but yeah. there's but there's plenty. We're going to talk about kind of our favorite uh, greatest hits a little bit later when we start talking about individual tracks. But that was uh, that was a huge part of the experience. I, I think that I, I counted it out. I have one hundred and ninety DLC songs. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, and so that's, that's not like that's not dick waving, but just like I spent a lot of money on these games and spent a lot of time. So the, that, good. Or no, I was just gonna say it's a good. Um, like I would never do this, mm-hmm. and I'm not encouraging anyone to do it. But I, uh, one of my friends uh, who I play this with, had a modded Xbox, mm-hmm. so he could just have all of the songs. Oh yeah, and that was nice because like the cost is not insignificant right. at 99 cents or two dollars per song usually, mm-hmm. um, with kind of discounts for packs. Um, but like two dollars a song is not cheap. Yeah. for these things mm-hmm. and uh having access to all of it was really refreshing and if uh if you were of a certain persuasion like i i couldn't i don't blame anybody mm-hmm. for doing that yeah um the nice part though as the series went on and as they got more kind of like specific follow-ups you were able to export those songs into the main library so that was an effective way to get a shitload of songs uh, yeah. was to like pick up like a rock band which actually has like a pretty good set list yeah yeah, like and that and that's even like um and it was the same thing with uh, uh even though you couldn't export them into the main game mm-hmm. that is how I treated uh, those Guitar Hero packs yeah like Guitar Hero eighties like it was like okay this is just gonna be a bunch of new songs mm-hmm. I just want like an injection into my library yeah you know but for for me like I bought Lego and Beatles Rock Band that didn't come with the set I bought from Craigslist for the show mm-hmm. um, I bought them when I was down in California for Christmas mm-hmm. and uh, just to have that you know, injection of, of songs, even though like looking at the Lego rock band list, like there are, there are some good songs on that yep. by and large. If I only had Lego rock band, I would be very disappointed with yes. it. I think, yep. but like, it's worth me spending six ninety nine used on the disc copy of it to get the five or six songs I really like mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Which is ultimately how that math ended up working out. Like I bought rock band blitz, not because I wanted frequency, but because, Hey, you know, there's some actual good songs on here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just throw it, throw it on the pile. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I have, uh, and just as a, as a, a note, uh, or not a noteworthy, as a, as a thing to mention, I have no, I have no knowledge of Rock Band Blitz. It's, so the, uh, it is, it is a Rock Band branded amplitude or frequency. Okay. Yeah. So you just press, you press buttons and you switch tracks in order to keep the, uh, keep the combo going. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the track list now online. It looks like it is kind of a little bit anemic mm, as bit. far as a uh, number of tracks. Yeah. It was like a $20 uh, thing. The nice part was anything that you had in your general rock band library, you could play in it. Um, looking at screenshots of it, it looks a little bit like audio surf. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that you can use all the tracks from your rock band library, like makes me think of audio surf, which yeah. is rad in my, in my book. Yeah. It's fun. Like it's a great way to experience, you know, a little bit of the rhythm game feel without breaking out the drum set. Yeah, and it is a great way to experience Shine by Collective Soul. Yeah. Um, I like I like that fun song that's on there a lot. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good song. Yeah, Gary, I have an admission. I really like fun. <laughs> Fun's pretty good. Like, that is a good band. Like, I don't I don't own any albums every time they come on the radio or something like that. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, uh, before. are we going to talk, let's talk about the individual follow-ups, or do we want to talk about uh, the uh, tracks in Rock Band 1 first? <laughs> well, let's talk about the follow-ups a little bit later uh, after, you know, like when we're talking about the sequels. Uh, just in the generalities, do we want to talk about like the crash of the genre? Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- there were just a bunch of imitators that came out after this. And you could call Rock Band itself an imitator. You know, we we even here said, oh, this is just Guitar Hero plus karaoke revolution. But there was just some shits that came like, out. <laughs> a lot of people who worked on Guitar Hero worked on this, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was one of those things where like people uh yes yeah like kind of moved over so it wasn't like necessarily an imitator it's more like them bringing back guitar hero was than like us too yeah you yeah know, us like, doing it a little bit yeah as, as, as i suppose as i i stated that inelegantly but um I, I guess i'm referring to like you know rhythm games were a thing from 2005 to like even let's say 2011 um mm-hmm. and i i kind of threw a guitar hero on that fire a little bit for like why this genre crashed mm-hmm uh, and yeah, the, the later Guitar Hero, like the yeah, the yeah, like rock band Guitar Hero. Yeah, so like if you look at 2007, Guitar Hero three comes out and uh, it is just guitar. They added some bass in there, but only for certain songs. And it was really focused on like how shreddingy can we make it? Yeah, and there was just kind of this split in the market with you know people who you know went one way or went another. And I feel this is just my personal opinion. Rock Band kind of maintained a level of uh, quality over top of whatever Guitar Hero put in. And Guitar Hero was misguidedly focused on like story modes. Like for however goofy the the story mode in Rock Band is, playing against the devil in Rock Band Three. Um, yeah. Or in a, sorry, in a Guitar Hero three, uh, is just inexcusable. Yeah. And, or Slash. Yeah. Like, or, or, or Tom Morello. Yeah. Like yeah, I I played that. Uh, that's the last Guitar Hero game I played. Yeah. But even and, beyond uh, that, like you know, yeah. Guitar Hero five, I th- I feel like had probably the stronger set list. Even uh, Warriors of Rock had a pretty good set list. Like Renegade by Sticks, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, it also had like a we are fighting the armies of darkness with our music kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and, just, and as as previous as mentioned above, that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so just there was this huge glut of rhythm games on the market, and I I have no idea. Like I think that it probably had something to do with people getting disenchanted with the Wii as well, because there was a little bit of crossover with that. Like ooh, physical gaming, but people just lost lost their their sense of tolerance. They lost their ability to tolerate um, plastic shit in their house. Yeah, like that was that's what I was going to bring up. It was just like the commitment of having a mess. Like there's no really good way to store a rock band set. Yeah. Like you can put it in a clo- a dedicated closet. Yep. For that stuff. <laughs> As but I it, have. It, it, yeah, every... it's, it's not elegant and you don't want to deconstruct it every time, mm-hmm. you know, and actually take the drums apart, or put it back in the box or anything. Um, so it just takes up a lot of space and it is undeniably ugly. Mm-hmm. And it is a clear visual signal of the kind of living room you have mm-hmm. as an adult. So I think there's probably like a little bit of an element of like 
people growing up a little bit. Yeah. Like, and not to, not to be a classic duckfeed.tv grown up. Uh, Cause I keep talking <laughs> about grown up as, as, as this, some kind of like awesome superlative, but like more like people who were your age who got mm-hmm. into rock band and guitar hero, who then moved out into moved out of college and moved into apartments with girlfriends mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's, I'm not trying to like be like, yo, naggy woman wouldn't let me have my rock band set. Like, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> gotta, I think gotta that, take it down to my man cave with my neon beer light. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that like the, the, like most, and I'm, I'm saying that in my apartment and my <laughs> apartment looks like a fucking toy store. Like, it's not, you know, I, I'm not speaking yeah, for myself, but like, there's an element of like, oh, like, I don't want to have this kind of opulence and, you know, uh, con- conspicuousness to my mm-hmm. gaming. Yeah. I mean, put more simply, it's a logistics concern. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like, like, uh, to a certain extent, you have to design your living room around this. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, again, just have a dedicated closet for it. Yeah. That you can stick it in. Um, Yeah. And I guess, like, you can kind of follow – this, like, flew in the face of the way that game consoles and hardware are designed – because the the trend more recently has been to not be a dedicated thing. Right. Like this is going to be an inconspicuous black box that you have next to your TV that can do everything. Mm-hmm. So it's no more gamey than having a VCR was in the 80s. Right. And this is – this signals like, oh, games, you know, <laughs> in, in a way that like I think people are uncomfortable with. Yeah. Um, but that I really like, like I'm, you know, love games. I like, I like uh, games that feel like games and are proud to be games. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, you know, I think the, the, the kind of trend was against them. Chances are we're a minority. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Because really gamers are the greatest minority. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, <laughs> so that's, I, that's, I, that's not true. That I is said it. Called, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just. It's, it's fun. I know what you mean. There are people out there who say that. Yeah, we we, we um, are pe- people with people with our specific priorities, and by that I mean tolerance of having plastic toy instruments. We yes. are an economic minority in that we cannot support a whole industry of this, exactly. no matter how much fun it is. Yes, agreed. That that is the more accurate. I was just giving you shit. I know, I know that you didn't. Yeah. I know you didn't actually. You weren't actually calling us a minority. <laughs> Because that would, that, I feel like that'd be grounds for pod divorce. Yep. Like, like no court would convict me. Like, I'm like I'd get Dennis in the separation. And then <laughs> You're describing pod murder. Yeah, yeah, the uh, like the the pod. Uh, what was the name of that? Uh, the Menendez brothers. Uh, the pod Menendez brothers. Me and me and Brayton go to your house and murder yeah. murder Papa Papa Cole. No. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Gary, I think this is the longest generality section we've ever done. It, it's going to be most because I mean, we're not going to literally be like, OK, and then you got the verse <laughs> yep. and the verse of say it ain't so is like this, <laughs> yeah. you know, so the next part is going to be really highlighty. So this mm-hmm. is I mean, I always assume this was going to be the meat of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. As, as long as we're on the same page. Yeah. And it'd be weird if we were just like literally going through each song yep. what happens in each song yeah um and gary i have i have 57 index cards in front of me <laughs> <laughs> that, oh that have copious notes when i say it'd be weird i don't mean you get don't get to use those index cards <laughs> i know i'm glad you got those index cards though because i'm running out of i mean i'm you know i've been kind of like treading water on sending out patreon uh-huh. physical rewards so uh-huh. having 56 uh yep Rock band, that, that's that, gonna that's gonna stoke the fire. That was just a little bit my intention. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's good. So it's good. Uh, if if you want to know what I thought, a train kept a rolling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> guitar colon two distinct halves to this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the set list. Yes, 
in, in Rock Band. Um, so they start out, they, if you're just playing career mode, solo career mode, a band career, career mode, um, you go through in uh, order by difficulty, mm-hmm. which is smart. Yeah. And I think that the curve is really good here. Yes, I like this a lot. And, you know, the way we have this sorted, or the way that I sorted this, was by band difficulty. What's nice is if you're just playing it on an individual instrument, it will kind of like tailor it toward you. And yeah. uh, uh, I would say the Rock Band 1 set list is markedly set apart from every other set list in the series in how gently it kind of takes you up that. Yeah, which makes sense. Like it is, there's a little bit of like a Lord of the Rings movies thing where like, like I could see them saying that like once we've got somebody for the first one, they were going to buy the second one. Yeah. Like most people who bought Rock Band 1 probably bought Rock Band 2. And like it, it is a little bit of that kind of uh, uh, like installed user base because it is so fun and you already have the instruments. Mm-hmm. So like already having that investment means getting the, the second game is, you know, so they, they could they could afford to put a, a, a gentle or difficulty curve in the first game and assume some level of mastery with the second game. Yeah. And there's definite uh, difficulty creep as well. Yeah. Um, if you oh, compare yeah. the, the hardest songs in Rock Band 1 to the hardest songs in Rock Band 3, Jesus Christ roundabout. Yeah. And, and, abs- <laughs> and absolutely, I, I feel like that is partly at least to blame for the integration of keyboards. Yeah. Like as a thing, not just because keyboards are hard, but because they couldn't like adding a new cook to the, the, the dish means like balancing a thir- another factor. Mm-hmm. So like a song that has, like it has to consider this other thing, even though some of the songs don't have it in there. It's a weird, like rock band three is a really weird beast. Yes. Um, yeah. Which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Sorry to keep bringing it back up. But yeah. So <laughs> talking about uh, warm up difficulty. Yeah. What, what are, what are the songs? Cool. Uh, the standouts, I think, are um, uh, Sadie and So and in Bloom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sadie and So, I, for, for for some reason, in my mind it sticks out as that song that always came up in the party because most people knew it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, kind of on every single instrument, it is it is the perfect uh, the perfect entry point. Yeah, it, it, it this is on the uh, entry and just real quick too as a, as a note, every song we talk about is not going in the show notes because I don't want to cramp my hand. Yep. Um, so you guys know saying so if uh, if there's specific like we're going to have a dream song section of this where we talk about the songs we wish were in rock band, mm-hmm. those will be in the show notes so you can hear them. Uh, but I'm not going to put so if you're in the show notes like we're saying so I want someone to make it easy for me to search on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can just search any of these on YouTube. Yeah, and if you add rock band to the end of that, you will often find a video that has the full band playing yeah. at once, so you can kind of see these charts as they Absolutely. go. Absolutely. So I'll let you guys Google that. I'm not much dead. Um, the, uh, yeah, Sadie and So is like, it, it is on the the one, the category of rock band songs where like, I'm pretty sick of this song and hearing it. Like mm-hmm. I never need to hear the song again, but it is fun to play on every instrument and fun to sing mm-hmm. to where I like it in rock band. Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit more hard on uh, guitar because it kind of has a little bit of a non-standard rhythm, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the, uh, like the intro and the, uh, uh, like the bridge. You know, where, where it relies just a little bit more on kind of like hammer on and pull off. Um, you know, if you're actually looking at it on a, on a guitar, playing notes within a chord, which mm. most of these other intro songs require you to just kind of like hit power chords. And that's just about it and keep a simple rhythm. It's a little bit more nuanced um, it, outside of the choruses. Yeah, it's, it's not in the warm up category for guitar. Right. Like if you're playing it as a guitar set list, this isn't the second. It's an apprentice song. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the, and then, uh, in bloom mm-hmm. by Nirvana. Um, I was really happy to see a bunch of Nirvana on here because like that hit me at the age, like Nirvana is one of my first favorite bands mm-hmm. and one of the bands I used to air guitar to <laughs> and such. And, uh, it also is something that will, I just wanted a brief note of, uh, something you can do if you are a person who's alone and have a guitar hero and have a mic stand because you play actual instruments mm-hmm. is you can set up a mic stand and do guitar and vocals Oh yeah, at the same time. And that's, that's super fun. That's what I do. <laughs> 
Yep. And, and, and I, there are only a couple bands I can do it because I have to know the song really well mm-hmm. and have the lyrics memorized. And Nirvana is one of those bands. Mm-hmm. So all the Nirvana songs, specifically this song, but then specifically in Rock Band 2, Drain You, mm-hmm. uh, was my jam for doing guitar and vocals at the same time. And that's yeah. like super fun. Yeah, this is my second favorite Nirvana song. And mm. for some reason, Lithium has never ended up in a... Uh, uh, the original version of Lithium has never ended up in a rhythm game. Mm -hmm. Like even on the DLC, you buy a live version of it. So I don't know why that happens, but uh, in bloom is so is, is such a perfect grunge song to put in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real good song. It's also like, it's not too quick. You know, like there's a weird, like, like uh, in these songs, like sometimes I'll get to a difficult part of the song where it's, it is over before I can get my, the hang of it mm-hmm. and figure it out, and that gets discouraging. Like, my favorite songs are, and this song isn't particularly tricky, but, like, the tempo of this is really good mm-hmm. for for Rock Band. Like, like I kind of like tricky and slow. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my all-time favorite songs of Rock Band, and it's not this one, I keep, I'm going to keep talking about Rock Band, too, because it's the one I spent the most time with, <laughs> um, is Carry On My Wayward Son, yeah. which is tricky and slow. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's one of my favorite, that's probably my favorite song to play on guitar in the series, because it's like, very satisfying you're doing cool stuff but i can conceptualize it and it doesn't just look like a rainbow of colors that i can't get through and this song has that pace that like kind of like stodgy pace Mm -hmm. that like you're hitting the chords with kind of power and hitting hitting the beat really hard it feels feels great and part of what makes nirvana and by extension a little bit of the rest of the grunge genre really great for rock band is that it'll like you'll hold on to notes like they have non-standard rhythms to it Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to do a stupid mouth guitar here, but the dun, 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 like, like, yeah. like, like, like those kind of like, just, I'm just going to rest on this note here for a little bit and add mm-hmm. the syncopation to it. Makes it really interesting. Even if you're repeating that same chorus over and over again, it's not square. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. In a way that like, you know, you, other, other songs might be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, this, this is a super good one. These are, mm-hmm. these would be the standouts I would choose as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like Mississippi Queen, <sighs> Southern rock for me is always going to be fun in these because you're kind of just noodling all over the place in them. But the cover is yeah. garbage. It's it's a really bad cover. Yeah. I also like I had a realization when I was doing these songs that I think that like American hard rock might be one of my least favorite genres of music. Yeah. Like just because it, it like the kind of dickhead posturing that I, I associate with guitar player stereotypes, I associate with with American hard rock. Mm hmm. You know, and this is like an example, like it's Southern rock, like it is specifically its own like mm-hmm. uh, genre of rock. But like it grosses me out a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. So one failing of the rock band one, uh, you know, set and this is separate from any of our Gamergate bitching. There's too many dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. something they, they, they really succeeded at later on was like throwing in a little bit more of a feminine touch to it. There's, yeah, there's a there's a there's a great uh, kind of uh, quote. I forget if it's associated with Queens of the Stone Age or with Eagles of Death Metal, but it's like we we write our music so that we can fill the the audience with ladies because that makes it for a better show. Yeah, right. <laughs> like the sheer amount of like dudeness that you're going to see in this classic rock, you know, best hits of the 70s, 60s and today um, uh, kind of has to do with like just this dick swinging, um, you know, chugginess that you're going to find. Um, and well, the. The funny thing about it too is like you you could if you were a shithead you could make the argument that like that's just what the you know the 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 gender makeup mm-hmm. was of the genre but that's not true no. and as as recently like rock band I remember like I have very distinct memories of like oh it's tattooed love boys by uh, the pretenders or oh it's heart mm-hmm. and every fucking heart song from the seventies is amazing on yep. guitar <laughs> it's so like, good there's there's no no way that like um, 
like Barracuda or something shouldn't have been on uh, the third one with the with the keyboard. Mm-hmm. You know, like with that the ridiculous solo. Even I mean, I guess like there aren't any other keyboard parts, but it just has mm-hmm. that that crazy solo. Yeah, uh, crazy on that, you. I'm crazy for this like, song. Yeah, crazy <laughs> on you, man. Like it's very rare that like. It is it is something that you hear about, like, you know, it's like, oh, you write this song for this girl. It's going to go crazy for you. Like, if I was dating a girl who wrote crazy on you mm-hmm. for me, like, that is a panty moistener, <laughs> like, on par with anything. Like, that, like, just like, oh, man. Like, I don't I don't find those ladies attractive. But, like, like that is, like, the sexiest fucking song. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that is unreasonably sexy. And, like, it's so good and mm-hmm. rocks so – and it's so fun to play. And they put those songs in Guitar Hero and not here for no good reason. Right. Like, there there are awesome ladies of rock that needed to be represented. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, four in this. And it <laughs> yeah. sucks. Yeah, but they, they they show up in, uh, in in two and three. So that is that is A, li- a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, but still, it's still not not great representation, mm-hmm. um, but still decent. Yeah. Um, and there, there are a couple of them in here. Like we skipped over. I think I'm paranoid by garbage. Yeah, which is a fun and, song. Like that is that, that that is fun in the way that grunge is fun in rock band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the apprentice level, mm-hmm. uh, they got uh, and I played through these in guitar. Yep. Level, so it's kind of interesting. This, the, some of these songs were a little bit later. Um, Here It Goes Again by OK Go, which is not my favorite thing in the world as mm-hmm. far as a song, but it was a really nice bit in the Guitar Hero difficulty or guitar uh, ramping up in difficulty. It was in a really nice place because it's just so quick. Mm-hmm. Like the the chords are very easy in the chorus, but they're everywhere and they're fast. Mm-hmm. And that like was like, oh, OK, like this is this is teaching me to do this. Yeah. Um, that worked out really well. And this does something really weird in showing you how it charts palm mutes. Yeah. So if you think about the way that like even the lead up to the song, and just the notion of I'm going to like, ru- you know, hang out on the red button mm-hmm. here for a little bit to hit these, to, to hit these, you know, muted notes and then just uh, alternating, putting on the blue in order to, in order to express the full chord. Um, yep. And that like, that's a way that especially later on um, a, a lot of difficulty is going to be derived out of these songs that really aren't that hard on real yeah. guitar. I'm not going to be that guy, but <laughs> um, it's kind of like, it, it leads to a necessary overcharting because you have to represent those notes somehow. It just uh, lends itself to a, 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 an inadequacy in the metaphor. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, also really fun on uh, vocals as well. Like that hits me, oh. that, that hits me right in my, uh, right in my range too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, creep is another one of those, uh, buddy Holly or some buddy Holly. Uh, it's more or less. Not, yeah. Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> 90 song. Everybody knows. Yep. So it, it, so, yeah. it pops up even on random. It feels like it's weighted. Like uh, every time you hit random, it was good. It was either gonna be say it and so creep or epic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I hate epic. Yeah, in due time, in due time, Gary. In due time, gonna pull that leash back because we need to. We need to hit that yeah. with a full force. Yeah, the, the uh, so so creep is another like a song that I I never need to hear in real life, but mm-hmm. I I like on on rock band just fine. Yeah. Um, have you had the experience of? Uh, so I didn't know uh, the yeah 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 is be, the yeah yeah is before rock band, mm-hmm. um, and that the maps is great. Oh yeah. Like, I mean that's not that's not saying anything. Like everybody loves that song, mm-hmm. but I heard it through rock band, and that was a really fun thing. That was part of this experience. Like getting introduced to bands mm-hmm. through Rock Band is is awesome. Yeah, and uh, they, we didn't talk about it, but they're like the bonus uh, sets, which are like members of the the development teams, bands, or kind of indie bands from the area. Yep, that are kind of like you know smaller that they have, and like you can learn about like like tons of people probably learned about Freeze Pop from these bands. Mm-hmm. And Freeze Pop is great. Yeah. Like not to be like you know it's a gamer approved band like I don't want <laughs> I don't want to sound like it, you know some kind of shithead but like that's a good band yeah. like 
And I liked them before yeah. I was before Rock Band came out. <laughs> um, so I, I have absolutely the same experience. Um, and this kind of hit me. Uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band hit me at peak. Oh, Cole's going to learn about music time. Mm. A little bit, you know, like, oh, high school and college, like that is where you kind of expand your expand your world. And I totally learned about a lot of bands through getting exposed to them in this. I knew about the yeah, 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 yeah's before this because of college radio. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, like that's totally the case for a bunch of others, including like bands I really ought to have known more about ahead of time, like before. Yeah. That, you know. And, and, and just, and just bringing it back into like what, I don't even feel like it's chauvinism, whatever you want to call us, like <laughs> you can, you know, boner and out, but in a really gentle, innocent way mm -hmm. about sexy songs mm -hmm. um, for these ladies. That, that map song is, is also, yeah. I think like super sexy. Yeah. It'll destroy yeah. your leg though. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, it, it's, it's rough. On, it's rough on the legs. Yeah. With uh, um, specifically with the kick drum. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like it's a, like if, if you're, if you're saying, man, my leg gets really tired because of uh because of the kick drum just play maps as you're like warm up and you're gonna be good because that'll yes. that'll get you going right quick that'll get you really tired so you can't do other songs yep see the orange crush too yeah. um yeah the uh, anything that pretty much has that like on every beat mm -hmm. thing yeah um should i stay or should i go bleh i don't care yeah. i hate that song I I, I I i dislike that song quite a bit and it's not like i hate all class but that's right. a bad song yeah there, um, there, there's some mutilations really fun oh yeah yeah that's uh i think that is one of the more fun drum tracks it, it's one that didn't sound tricky on the recording, but then when I tried to play it, I'm like, oh, it actually is kind of tricky. And that was that's another experience that's kind of unique to Rock Band is like allowing you to appreciate depth in an instrument that previously you thought was just kind of simple. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is just a 4-4 four, four song. I'm sure the drums are just, you know, kick, kick on one, snare on three, hi-hat on one through four. And mm -hmm. it's really not. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it, it keeps you moving at the very least. Um, Wave of Mutilation is, uh, I, I hate it on vocals, though. Mm, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why I, I feel like what makes that song sound good is the is the recording instrumentation or not the, yeah. you know, just like the like the processing that they ran it through i like frank black as a vocalist just fine but if i'm just sitting there hey, yeah hey. yeah 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 i could see that need, need that that reverb and stuff mm -hmm. yeah um solid songs man i love give me shelter that was the first song when I was going through on guitar that I, I took me multiple tries. I didn't first try mm -hmm. on this on this redo because the beginning of it is very tricky. Yeah, um, it's like super soft. Like this was like, oh, turn this up so I can hear it. But it's like the rhythm's kind of weird and it doesn't have the drums in yet, so it's kind of hard to catch the the tempo. Yeah, and this like the intro to the song I think is pretty tough. And it's weird because it represents you know kind of how the Rolling Stones did their guitar really well. Which yeah, is, let's just like tune this open and all of the difficulty is going to be you know on the actual song i'm just going to press down on all these frets and just you know pick to my heart's content whereas on here you really have to focus on which which note is it and what yeah. makes this you know fun on pretty much every instrument is that it never really repeats itself like yeah. it's not riffy you're just kind of uh, following this loosey-goosey melody yeah yep yep um, which is, you know, is, is a thing. And this, this, uh, tier of songs has a lot of songs that don't do that, that are super straightforward and endurance-y. Mm -hmm. Like out of this set, this is, this is the song that's probably the most kind of tricky and, and nuanced as opposed to something like, um, Blitzkrieg Bop, Ugh. um, which, yeah, it's just an endurance contest. And when you're young, which is like a song I like, mm -hmm. but is not that fun to play on here. Yeah. Like the guitar is not bad. The bass is really, really boring. Mm -hmm. The drums are pretty boring. Yeah. Um, you know, and just and just hard because you're hitting those, you know, t -t 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 you know, uh, uh, hi hat constantly. Yeah. 
pretty much. I like when you were young. Like I think that it is, you know, just it, it fits right in the difficulty curve there. But you're you're absolutely right that it is a little bit more endurancey than it ought to be. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's that's a personal proclivity. Like other people are real, and that's why I like those those uh, expert level Foo Fighter songs that I can't mm-hmm. do and and don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all endurance contests. <laughs> um, you know, like. Uh, and and they're you know good songs, but like they are endurance contests. Yeah. And I just can't. I just can't. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, fuck celebrity skin. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hate that song so goddamn much. I I, I I debated putting in like a like what songs do you just absolutely hate in this mm-hmm. in these games? God damn, I hate celebrity it, skin. It, we're gonna have to put it in. We'll just talk about them when we get to them. Yeah. The uh, I, I don't like that song either, even though I think that it is it gets stuck in my head in a way that I don't care for mm-hmm. at all. And I don't I don't hate Hole like their first album. Um, the singles from that I didn't think were that bad, uh, but this I, I'm not a big fan of the song. The uh, have you seen that YouTube video that's uh, her playing this um, with her track isolated? No. Oh, okay, I will put that in the, in the the show notes. It's kind of mean and it is uh, you know fun and popular to beat up on Courtney Love mm-hmm. um, now. But there is a and who knows how real it is. But some sound guy said he isolated Courtney Love's guitar from celebrity skin mm-hmm. on this live performance and it's excruciating yeah. like she is out of her mind on on some drug or just out of it or just playing guitar very badly right and it is amusing in the way that those uh bad you know bad guitar videos are fun <laughs> one of my favorite bad guitar videos is lenny kravis doing a solo that is literally just a c scale up and down yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good luck finding that because I don't know, I can't, I can't, I can't point to it. But that just uh, was really fun. No, it wasn't Lenny Kravitz; it was uh, Fred Durst. Even oh, better. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is better. <laughs> Everybody hates that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I I really don't like Black Hole Sun, Gary. Moving on to the moderate chords. Moderate. I, I think that's fun to play. I don't you like do? that song at all, but I think it's fun to play. Yeah. I just so I, I was going to bring it up when you were talking about like, oh, it is slow but tricky. Mm-hmm. I think this is too slow. It is. It is really slow. Yeah. But it has. That, it's like it just has that grunge thing where it's like when you finally hit the chords, it feels like it has weight mm-hmm. to me. Um, yeah. It yeah. Just, like it, I'm, it, I'm not going to go go to bat for it really hard or anything. <laughs> I just. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I it doesn't get interesting until the very last like part of it where they're just like, oh, we're just going to like fuck around. Well, Chris Cornell goes song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, this has this has one of my favorite songs in it. This tier, which is uh, "Learn to Fly." Yeah. 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 Again, it's another one of those uh, doesn't do the same thing very much. Like the like specifically the drum part um, is really great because uh, because it drops beats, and yeah. so it kind of like teaches you how tricky it is to like not play something. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That, that, that's that's a good song. Like, I'm not I'm not as big a Foo Fighters fan as you are, yeah. um, but I think that their single it's like one of those bands like it's similar to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mean, I guess I'm not just naming bands that Cole loves, but <laughs> one of the things Rock Band also teaches me is like uh, was Queens of the Stone Age. Like <laughs> I like the greatest hits of Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Like all of their singles, I think are really great. Yeah. I just haven't gotten into the albums really, but I think the singles are are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're a band like that for me. Yeah. Like I like I like the hits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to clarify my stance on the Foo Fighters, a lot of it's nostalgia because it was one of the first bands I got to outside of R.E.M. like in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I will only defend the first three albums. After yeah. that, everything is fair game. The first uh, the first album I loved. Oh, it's great. Like that, that was that was like that was the Foo. And then after that, when they got kind of more radio ready, I was less into it. Um, and that's when I felt like they kind of became more arena rocky. Mm hmm. Than they yeah. than they used to be because that first album is weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's got like alone and easy target and like <laughs> it's weird. Like yeah. it has a lot. Of, like there's a little bit of that. and I came to it from Nirvana, mm-hmm. which was like you know slightly less 
commercial and polished sounding. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Like I was expecting something a little bit, a little like less polished. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the first album kind of has it. And then after that, they got a little bit more, a little slightly more VH1. Yeah. Slightly more VH1 specifically after um, there's nothing left to lose. I feel like they ran out of things to say. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, and everything just kind of started, uh, like, they applied a compressor limiter to their entire, like, emotional range. Yeah. Until, until, you know, until you get to something like The Pretender or The Best of You, where they're singing about these nondescript conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? You're a fucking millionaire. Yeah, and also, like, you need specific detail. Like, the world has enough songs about you. <laughs> yep. Like, like you know, there needs to be like details that will place this in, in as a person and in, in time and space to make yeah. this useful. The, I think that their their current project sounds unbearably pretentious to me. I, I I honestly haven't checked it out. Like, it came out. I saw it was featured on iTunes, and it was like, I don't even want to like look at this. I just want to hold like what I hold dear, what I hold dear. Yeah, and yeah. it might be great. Like, I don't know if it if, if the reviews of it and stuff. I haven't heard people yeah. slam it, but like the Sonic Highways idea of like we're going to all these major cities and recording with legendary session musicians to yeah. write songs that are influenced by the, the real feel of new orleans like if you would have told like 1992 gary that the drummer for nirvana was going <laughs> to do something like that i would have i would have been surprised i wouldn't have done anything yeah, <laughs> but yeah. i would have I been like really that sucks i will say though that wasting light is pretty good the, I, is that the one before that that was the one that? before that they had like bridge okay. burning and walk on it like those are those are good songs i can i can say like yes that is that that is where i started to get back into them but like you know their self-titled one this is this is cole's food cast self-titled one is like here's all the music dave Grohl wanted to make but nirvana wouldn't let him or he couldn't because yeah. he was the drummer you know color in the shape it's about his divorce and there's nothing left to lose is about like his anxieties and then everything after that is nondescript conflict it's about it's like, you yeah yeah <laughs> no. it's somebody named you yeah um yeah <laughs> um this tier also has a um orange crush which is yeah. mostly a drum song like it is such a weird drum song though like speaking of like a song i didn't really give credit for being complicated like before i played in rock band i never paid attention to what the drums were doing in that song Mm -hmm. at all um and they're very straightforward during the verses and then the choruses are just like really really weird (laughs) and i had no idea like going into it like i just never like never listened to it i just always listened to it as a holistic thing Mm mm-hmm um, but they're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And uh, this is where you're going to learn a harsh lesson about the way that uh, they track your health meter. We didn't really talk about this in the generalities, but you can fail out of songs. Yes. Um, and- Which is something that never should have been like the option to go no fail mode should have always been in the game and they mm-hmm. didn't put it in until number three. Yeah. Um, and that's a bummer. Because, like, again, just misunderstanding how people are using the product. Exactly. So guitar, like, strumming when there is no note will cause you to lose more, you know, health than, Mm -hmm. uh, than, you know, just missing a note. And on drum, missing the red pad, like, you know, just hitting that at the wrong time will cause you to lose health faster. And Orange Crush is pretty much all snare in the the verse. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's this real martial song. Yeah. So in a weird way, you can kind of cheese it and just if you can't do everything, you can concentrate on hitting those, like hitting the the kick drum and the and the snare mm-hmm. and kind of make your way through it. I guess, yeah, we, we should talk about a little bit about the scoring mm-hmm. system because that's it. That's important. So like, yeah. you know, missing things, you lose score. And each instrument has a way of activating like an overdrive, mm-hmm. um, which to, like is a score multiplier in different ways for each instrument. But for me, it was just about getting through tricky section sections mm-hmm. yeah which was the hardest for drums because you don't choose when to activate it right um with guitar and bass you choose this it has to be the end of a, a fill 
And you could get to a really tricky part and just be just, I just can't do this. And there's no way to kind of get a little help through this section. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so maximizing your score is all about maintaining a streak, right? Because yeah. if you can deploy that, if you're not just kind of like holding on for dear life uh, with your overdrive meter, um, you know, you can deploy it at the, at the peak of a, uh, of a streak and then just have eight X and then, you know, everything is gravy. Um, mm-hmm. h- however, you just run into that, into that case. And I think that, that, inordinately made the drums harder just by the fact that you couldn't deploy that whenever you wanted to that. And when it popped up those solo sections, and this is just going to get just a little bit technical um, because the recording is there, it kind of knows what you're going to play so it can fudge it. However, mm-hmm. when it's just like, okay, we're going to all of a sudden turn this drum set into a MIDI drum set, there's like a little bit of a delay. So if you're trying to, you know, like turn it into Neil Peart and go, like, it's going to be just like a little bit behind it. You're going to miss it out. It's going to sound like shit. Yeah. Yeah. It does like drum, drum fills on this rarely sound good. And I've never gotten good at them. I more or less just, you know, go boom, pop, pop, boom, boom, pop, pop. And then just go back in just because I know I can do it and not fuck up, get it, you know, activating the star power or whatever. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, and it's cool. Like, I like the idea of there being like a, a room for expression mm-hmm. in the game. Like it's the only time that happens where you can like literally play whatever you want. Yeah. It happens in vocals all the time, but what are you going to do? Yeah. We give this shit like, Whoa, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, give me some reggae. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like y'all hear me tonight in my living room. <laughs> um, but the, uh, it was the drums. I, I respect that, but it never quite worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I never got good at it. In Rock Band 2, they introduced, like, the school, like, the training thing mm-hmm. where you can, like, learn how to do fill, like, official fills. Yeah. Um, but I just official never got... fill. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Like... <laughs> um, where you can, do, you can do official, like, you know, kind of, like, out of the box. Just got a clipboard. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> I'm just picturing official Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, those, uh, th- those trainers in uh rock band three, uh, were pretty great actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't talk about one a dead or alive. Oh yeah. Which, um, I hate that song. I hate that song to listen to, to play. It's pretty fun. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay for me. It's one of the things where I like my dislike of the song interferes with my ability to enjoy playing it, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing that doesn't happen in Danny California, like the way you'd expect. <laughs> yeah. um, but for here, it's just like, I'm so sick of that song and I hate mm-hmm. everything about it. It's kind of like aesthetic and posture yep. that it like actively will bother me. Yeah. So like I can, I, intellectually I can see how it's fun to play, but like it just gets on my nerves. Yeah. And then main offender as the song that uh, um, they use to demo the game a lot. But I have oh, no yeah. idea why, because nobody knows that song. Yeah, it was it was like the hives had their had their moment. Yeah. You know, had their little bit. I was talking to it was Brayden last night and he was talking about uh, the hives and said that one of his friends saw them live mm-hmm. and they started out their set saying, did you or have you been cheating on the hives? The hives <laughs> have been cheating on you and then just went into their set. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's really weird. <laughs> like, uh, I'll add it to the two things I know about the hives. Now we're on to the scant skilled section. Mm-hmm. It's uh, coming up with the names for these distinctions. <laughs> yeah. like, is, is, I'm really uh, happy that they that they boiled it down to stars eventually. Yeah. As opposed to like blistering. 
the shreddingest. Yeah, like full full hair razor. (laughs) Just give us numbers. Everybody understands numbers. Yeah, (laughs) like difficulty Um, level. And to be fair, they they boiled it down to stars and then also little devil symbols. Yeah, Um, to show you it's off the charts. We turned it up to 11. I feel like uh, kind of by average, this might be now looking at my least favorite tier on BAM. (laughs) Yep. Like this is this is like it is so the hand that feeds by nine snails, which like not a song I knew before mm-hmm. this came into it. And I think that this is an okay song. This is kind of fun to play. Yeah. But I'm you know, it's not real, super into it. It's a real showcase for bass. Like the, yeah. like the you know, the drums, it's like triplets and you know, it's Dave Grohl, so you know, it's yeah. going to be in rock band if Dave Grohl touched it. But yeah. um but the bass kind of carries the melody in a way that you kind of didn't expect because they really de emphasize bass in uh, in rock band one. Yeah. Yeah. But then and then we run into Epic though. <laughs> I think oh, no God. more. Uh, clear off the next 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which this has to be like in any other game, this would be like, I mean, it is probably, I think, the worst song on this game. It's the sewer level. It is, it is the sewer level, but this game also has Danny California, which we'll talk about, which is the, like, it's the, the gallant to this is goofus. Yep. Like, how do you make a terrible song that's still fun to play? Mm-hmm. Well, you do it with Danny California, which is, that's a, abysmal fucking song <laughs> gary save it save it we need to talk about I know, there. but but epic like man how did this get how did they get away with this i don't know uh, you mean when they were you could feel touch it so are you talking about a pussy dog like yeah just to make it today you can get it but it doesn't matter anyway yeah two unacceptable vocal styles like like angry dude rap posturing and yeah like what is it (laughs) what is it (laughs) it goes back and forth between two things that are not okay like i hate it so much i would grab a book off of my shelf whenever this came up and i would just read passages (laughs) in in its place (laughs) just to make it today yeah Yeah. Um, man we didn't really talk about it but it has the same problem as has a similar problem to the beastie boys to the uh, to the sabotage right yeah and that it is just intolerable on vocals um you know nobody can be the beastie boys on vocals except for the beastie boys it's hard you've run into that in karaoke too like it is hard to rap oh yeah like nobody thinks it is Mm -hmm. but in actuality it's incredibly difficult to rap and you have to be very skilled not that i'm saying that Patton or mike Patton is like i almost said Patton oswalt mike (laughs) Mike Patton oswalt is super skilled at rapping and Mm -hmm. and epic but he it's still hard to do and not sound like a fucking idiot yeah especially when you're emulating it somebody who sounds like an idiot like i hate this. and there's a weird like i have tons of friends who are really into mike Patton mm-hmm. and like love all of his projects and i've never gotten it i've never like thought never liked it on an on an intellectual level you can appreciate his versatility like yes. oh he's just he is just vocal silly putty okay cool i don't have to like listening to it mike Patton's best band is the zombie noises from left for dead <laughs> like that's the best thing he's done musically yeah like the voice of the darkness from the darkness right exactly yeah like it, it, it is you know because like the people are just like oh mr bungle it's really good it's like no man i hate this yeah i just can't i, just, I can't see it yeah I, I hate it i just i i really hate it and this song is like even this came on the radio back in the day with the fucking mm-hmm. video with the fish flopping around on the ground i was like you can't do that to a fish <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just it's so boring on yeah. every single level like yeah. and you know if god forbid they put keyboards in this because that ultra pretentious you know like let's just noodle around on a keyboard at the end yeah get it it was rapping and now it's a piano think about it 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, the, the song should end there yep. when there's nothing to play for any instrument mm-hmm. um, rock band, but you just get to listen to his, his virtuosity. But it brings up a good point, which I wish that when guitar or rock band three came out, God damn it. Why do I keep doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that when rock band three came out, they gave you the ability. You already, you know, paid to import these songs, pay $10 extra to unlock mm-hmm. these, these tracks for songs, because there's some interesting keyboard happening in a lot of these. Yeah. And they gave that ability yeah. like through DLC a little bit later, but you just had to buy the song again. I would like the ability also songs specifically with the band Rush to have <laughs> to be able to switch off. Oh, where, yeah. Where like you play bass, but then sometimes you're just playing keyboard because mm-hmm. Getty Lee does that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been really cool because then you would have had songs that just have cool keyboard parts, mm-hmm. but aren't keyboard, don't have keyboard throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, keyboard is kind of like a, is an accent instrument. And that's why, again, it was kind of a weird fit for, for rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, they did their best, but, and, and we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, Suffragette City, I also had a really hard time with this go round. It's and a, as long as it's, it's a good, hard. It's a good enough song. It's hard because it's a blues progression and that yeah. is really difficult to, it's really difficult to nail, you know, just because yeah. again, it's not, it's not square. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not my, it's a, it is a good Bowie song. It's not my favorite Bowie song. Mm-hmm. It's good though. Yeah. Um, but, and it gets really fun near the end. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the outro kind of riffing that you're doing on top of the chords is really fun. Yeah. Um, but the the beginning of it, you know, is is just is just fast and hard without being that fun for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we talked about Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> yeah, it's intolerable. Like it's a yeah. it's a serviceable enough song. Like it was great as the climax to Wayne's World. <laughs> it's yeah, I love it as Wayne's World. I think that as an actual song, I think it's pretty goofy yeah and like not in a way that i like like particularly mm-hmm. a lot like it seems like a, a figure of fun yeah to me like this is something to make fun of it's hard to like this non-ironically yeah i, I um, just I, I look at that and i see oh this isn't serious at all this is like a fucking joke yeah yeah <laughs> well and then, and then and then the 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 maximum foppitude mm-hmm. that, that that pops up on the the cover make yep. it make it really intense mm-hmm. so yeah yeah challenging tier is where we get back to like stuff that's pretty fun to play though although it does have its yeah. stinkers like this is where, like this is kind of the half of the game where, like, not the half of the game. Several of the songs coming up are songs I don't like mm-hmm. that are fun to play. This right. is where those kind of get introduced. I say Dead on Arrival, which I really yeah. don't like Fallout Boy, but that kind of brand of like semi indie hot topic rock has the same sort of appeal that the grunge has, where it's uh, non-standard rhythms. Yeah. To it, so like it's good, even though the vocals are intolerable. Yeah. Yep. And that's how that's actually now I'm looking at like kind of how I feel about most of the songs in this tier. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I, I love I love Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. um, but the for the most part, other than that, like these songs are like songs I don't like that mm-hmm. are kind of fun to play because they do do that kind of stuff. Yeah, the train kept rolling really fun on on uh, drums. Regardless. Yeah, yeah. This also maybe is where the the songs start being like more fun on one instrument. Yeah, than, that's probably than true. Other really heavily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going to be my girl? Uh, that probably gets. M- one of my awards for a song I can't stand to listen to because it sounds like it was made to be put over movie trailers. You mean you mean it's Lust for Life? <laughs> yes, I was going to say like that. It, it, it's just up. the chords for Lust for Life, and I hated when this came out. And it was coming out when Lust for Life was like being used for bank commercials all the time. <laughs> which, like, already that song's about heroin. Like, yeah. That's weird. But then it was just like, Lust for Life is in the public consciousness, and you're going to put that out now, Jet? You're going to do that now? <laughs> really? You're going to do this? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Is this how you're going to play it, Jet? Like, we, like, we know you're not Iggy Pop. <laughs> When you're just making a song, it's literally dun 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 dun. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the drum, like the drum, is exactly "Lust for Life," except yeah. sped up just a little bit. Cheeky fuckers. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> it's fun. Like "Lust mm-hmm. for Life" is a fun song to play. 
I just wish they could have got Lust for Life. Yeah, they did. And uh, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, one of the Guitar Heroes. It was a live version. Yeah. But uh, man, yeah, if, I was, if I was, if I was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak in some, uh, some wish list. If I could get Search and Destroy in one of these. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Like a non-cover version that isn't the Guitar Hero Two one because that was kind of garbage. But. Yeah. Oh, well. And then the the Paranoid cover is pretty bad too. It's pretty bad. The covers are, are for the most part pretty rough. Yeah. On this on this uh, this game, yeah. Um, with the exception, I think the Green Grass and High Tide one's pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, but it's because I don't know the original. Like, of course, I think that's good because I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the outlaws. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Welcome Home, Kohi and Camry. Like, God damn, I hate it so much. Yeah, it's 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 not my not my favorite. The only interesting part about it is that uh, that uh, semi-acoustic kind of noodling at the beginning. Yeah. That feels a little bit like the intro to uh, to Crazy on You to bring that back. But yeah. um, man, the vocals are just. I. <sighs> It feels Part like the like, Gamergate national any, anthem. <laughs> like, like any to any of these songs you're playing, you have to listen to it at the same time. Yep. So that's always going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to listen to Coheed and Cambria. No. Um, this uh, this next tier is also like possibly tied for one of my favorites as oh, well. Yeah. Like this is really good looking at this. Like this is all winners mm-hmm. for the most part. Like except for like I don't think electric version is that fun to play, but I like mm-hmm. the song a lot. Yeah. Um, I remember being disappointed that this was the new pornographer song. That yeah. They chose. It's. It, I mean, it makes it makes a good deal of sense for it i mean yeah. you know just just out of out of their general like okay yeah this is the one that is the most rockinest um but yeah um, i just think it's it, too too difficult it's well it's difficult and it's hard and boring like mm-hmm. in this weird way like the new pornographers uh are are very much like do are one of those bands that do everything in service of the song mm-hmm. i feel like and they're kind of the opposite of rem whereas like as opposed to trying to make everything the quietest in the mix they just kind of there's a real kitchen sink mm-hmm. approach to thing but everything blends together as one thing mm-hmm. so you can be in a new pornography song there'll be something that is not very interesting and very repetitive that just goes on throughout the whole song mm-hmm. um a lot of the time and and on the whole it makes it, it adds a lot but on an individual level it's not that fun to play Right, and it's also like it's they do that because they have like eighteen members in the band. Yep. Um, so it doesn't lend itself that well to rock band. I find. Yeah. Like, like figuring out the drums for this, like the uh, the the drums right before the chorus are really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um, well, it's, but it's a not, surf rhythm. Like like that, yeah. that's that's part of what like sets this apart as like a oh here's the thing this is trying to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. But it, for the most part, it is just like you know tricky. It has a little bit of that like um okay go like mm-hmm. easy chords that are really far apart mm-hmm. um, on the fretboard. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But um, the rest of the stuff I end up, you know, more or less thinking really are, are really, really pretty solid. Yeah. Similarly, I really don't like Go with the Flow, even though I like Queens of the Stone Age a lot. I think mm. Go with the Flow is one of the most boring songs they've ever put out. Mm. Um, just, uh, just a little bit like, you know, and just if you look at how that song came to be, it was part of the desert sessions. They went out to a cabin in the, in the desert and did a bunch of mushrooms and then just jammed around it. Like that's how it, how it came out. So it necessarily had to be really droning and repetitive. And like in the actual recording, I can kind of see listening to it. But uh, if you look at the individual parts and take them apart, nobody is doing anything particularly interesting. I, I like that song. You do? I, I think that song is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like not, I mean, like I don't love playing it like as far as rock band mm-hmm. songs, like it's serviceable, but I actually think that it's a good song. Yeah, the uh, I just think it's catchy. It mm-hmm. just gets stuck in my head. Yeah, it just. Um, I, I suppose I, I suppose I can't separate the, the 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 experience of playing it from the experience of listening to it. I generally skip over it on that album too. That ha- that album has a lot of skippers actually. Mm. Um, the music video doesn't it feature them driving to a giant cartoon vagina in a mountain? Uh, yes, um, yes that, okay. is, that, that is that is that is the second. The, the, it is one of two music videos about driving <laughs> from that album. <laughs> You know, yeah. no one knows how them hitting a deer. Um, yeah. and one of, one of them featured juggalos, I think. So, yeah, 
Uh, and no one, no, no one knows is great too. Yeah. And that song is much more fun to play. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's really yeah. awesome and tricky, but and that's not on this, this game. And this also kind of like highlights the difference between like rhythm and, um, lead guitar because the oh, lead yeah. guitar is just doing all that do, 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 which mm-hmm. you're going, you're kind of like just going back and forth between chugging on the same chord and then going through, you know, through those. And I can't it just, it feels like you're tr- trying to split the middle on two things that are not, that are not that fun to play. Yeah. I can see it. I'm the one that likes Queens of the Stone Age. Why am I so hard on this song? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I, I'm lukewarm on them, and I like this song. <laughs> we freaky Friday. Um, let's uh, let's talk about other songs this year. Yep. We, we've been teasing at it. So, Day in California, <laughs> um, which is the song that John Daly made RHCP 2014 based on, <laughs> which I, I knew, but I, I really cemented it for me playing it for this. Because it has the verses where it's like, down in Alabama, you a mama jamma, down to Indiana, going with this banner. <laughs> Hey, like, fuck you. Like you are you are describing every song after Californication. I know, but seriously, Anthony Keys, fuck you. Yeah. Like down to Alabama, she's a slamma jamma. Yeah. Florida, Florida, Florida. Like down to Mazamoria. Anthony um, Keys is out there I guess singing the song of America. I yeah, he is he, he does sing a song of America. Gary, Danny California, whenever the red hot chili peppers sing about a woman post uh, post Californication, that is who they're singing about. Everything is a concept album about this one lady. About this one state. <laughs> this, no, but yeah. like specifically, like in Californication the song when they say um a teenage bride with a baby inside getting high on information, he was writing about this girl. Oh. <laughs> yep. Good, great. Um, counterpoint. Uh, the chorus of this song, he he says uh, simultaneous release. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> simultaneous release. She's my priestess. Um, I'm her priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Anthony Guinness. But like at the same time, other than vocals, like this song is so fun to play. Oh my I gosh. I hate, I wish it wasn't, but it's like, really. It's like, really fun to the play. The guitar with that nice little like uh, like envelope filtered um, funk beat. That dun, 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 dun. yeah, like so the fun to do. Really like, fun. The drums are really fun. Oh yeah, the, like the like the drums when you're just like oh let's just ride the crash because that is really yeah. fun to do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is stupid fun and like <laughs> I hate it. So I don't think it's fun on vocals because I I can't. I can't. You can't sanction you know? it. Like down in Alabama, you will have no part of this. Like not not okay. <laughs> But so in, in, it's, it's not like Epic, mm-hmm. where Epic is a terrible song and not fun to play. Like this is this is how they, this is how you do it right if you're going to put a fucking terrible song in your game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So like this one, I would never begrudge it when it came up because just every instrument gives you something interesting to do. And even the yeah. lyrics are fun to hate sing. Yeah. And just to play up the Anthony Kiedisness of it. Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck the Keens. Yeah. Uh, I really wish Don't Fear the Reaper was more interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's still good. Like, that's still oh, yeah. a really good song. Um, and it has that, like, that middle break. Oh, I the, love like, that break. Music. That's really yep. good. Um, and, it, and it is really fun to sing, I think. It's, like, mm-hmm. a little bit boring, but it is, like, it's a, you know, I mean, it's a good song. Yeah. So, like, so you're gonna it, have... it's a fun. And it's one that everybody knows, and everybody will do the cowbell, um, you know, kind of joke to it. For as yeah. uh, played out as that is, again, when you're 240s deep, you have no money and you're in college and you have all your friends over. That's a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, that is the first real wall on drums. Like, this is Nightmare Tear um, or Impossible. Yeah. 
on drums specifically because of that uh, that, that, that middle break. Yeah, which is really hard. And the funny thing about um, Blue Oyster Cult is they did better stuff with Blue Oyster Cult in the Guitar Hero games. Yes. Um, I thought, because you could do Godzilla, and they did uh, Cities on Flame with Rock and Roll, mm-hmm. which is, like, super fun. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is more popular of a song, but kind of less suited to the gamification of it. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla's really fun on drums. Um, yeah. When you, they have it on DLC. I, I imagine so. Yeah. Um, Reptilia is a weird, and we were talking about that, <sighs> like, the, the uh, contrast between rhythm and lead. Mm-hmm. Um, like the song, it's not a contrast between rhythm and lead, but you do switch between literally just, you know, ding, 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 ding. That's the, uh, that's the baseline. Um, well, yeah, but even on the, well, right on the baseline, but on the guitar, you're doing a lot of just like chords. Yeah. Like after you do that, you just go, then the choruses get tricky and fun and weird. Yeah. Like we're just plucking it out. Like it's really intense and it's nice and short. Like, you know, by the time you're getting tired, it's over with. And the bass is really fun during that part too. And they're like different enough. They're like, like, and like that also is like a super get pumped moment. Like when everything drops out and the bass starts doing that, like this is a really good song. Yeah. It's a really good strokes album. Yeah. I fucking love the strokes. Yeah, so, the strokes are great. Like yeah. that is a band that like there's a huge backlash against, but like actually they're really good. Yeah, the um, yeah. <laughs> um, the drums on this are really fun too. Like they're it's, yeah. it's just right about the right deep the, like difficulty for mm-hmm. it, I think. And um, you know, just it leads with the drums in such a way that like really makes you feel like you're a part of it and kind of like leading with it. Yeah. Um, also, the vocals right in my range. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so yeah, this is uh this is a really fun one to kind of le- like lean into between the uh between the kind of loungish uh verses and then just screeching on the uh, yeah. on the chorus. Yeah, it was a really good choice, I think. Yeah. For this thing. Um moving on to nightmare mode. Um I think Vaseline is pretty boring. Yeah, it's brain like dead. Hammer-ons and the yeah, like the hammer-ons for the verses. It's <laughs> it's hilarious because because this is uh this is a song in Rocksmith. And even though mm. this is really high tier on guitar here in Rocksmith, it's one of the intro ones because it's literally just FG, 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 yeah. FG, FG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that is, it's interesting too. Like I, I never played Rocksmith, but it's interesting to see the way the, those two games kind of coexist with each other mm-hmm. and explore the same idea and have come to different conclusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the drum on this is pretty fun though. Like the uh, Stone Temple Pilots, I, I don't know who their drummer is, but um, just a lot of like offbeat bass hits. Yeah. Um, that yeah. really make it interesting in a way that like Detroit Rock City is not interesting, even though it does the same thing. Yeah. And also, I, I kind of really dislike Kiss. <laughs> yep. Anyway, like that, that gets on my it gets on my nerves. Kiss like, is garbage music. I, I just don't like looking at them or listening to them very much. Yeah. My favorite thing about Kiss is uh, Role Models. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, that's a really that. good movie. I like that. It's really funny. Like, it's a very funny movie. Yeah. David Wayne is a, is a real national treasure. Yeah. But it, um, I think I think a lot of people ignored it because it had Stifler in it. Yeah, as stiffly, but he's really funny in it. Uh-huh. It's like about Kiss and, and LARPing, and, they're, and they synthesize those things really well. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I was disappointed with this Police song. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like I just, there's so many songs by the Police that I like more mm-hmm. that are also really tricky and weird. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Police, like, you know, Stuart Copeland, like, does a lot of weird shit on the drums mm-hmm. that is really cool. And this song didn't highlight it in a way that I particularly appreciated. Right. I felt like. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's still good because I love the Police. Yeah, like, that like I, I still relish the fact that that is, you know, that that's available to play, but um, it's it's over before you know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not my favorite police song. It's a weird choice. It's also not very well known. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird choice. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, Chair Rock. 
Uh, I like that a lot. (laughs) I like it too. Like that's like the golden era of Smashing Pumpkins. Like Mm -hmm. this album and Melancholy are really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and do like the getting kind of guitar noodling and tricky drum. You know that weird era of like not grunge, (laughs) virtuoso rock music. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like like they kind of feel like they got lumped in. Like a lot of people who liked Nirvana and stuff liked uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Mm -hmm. but they're very different. And this was a nice uh, illustration of that. Yeah, and it's also a real good song. Mm-hmm. I really wish Tom Sawyer wasn't a cover. Me too, because it's a good song and it is fun to play. Mm-hmm. But the uh, it is really hard to listen to. Yeah, um, just the, the the vocal of it. It feels like it's just about the right difficulty on every instrument too. Yeah, right. I I wish that like because so one of the things that Rock Band did was by introducing the uh, the microphone mm-hmm. is that there's no room for instrumentals, which means there's no Y Y Z, and that bums me out because that was my favorite song to do on guitar or one of my favorite songs to do on guitar and Guitar Hero. That's uh, that's DLC though. That was the first song that they put out that did the, like said, "Oh, there's no vocal part on this." Oh wow! Was they I, they, I they should, made I that should, allowance? Yeah, I should check that out because I love YYZ. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I didn't buy I didn't buy tons of uh, DLCs. I didn't keep up with it the same way. So there's obviously a lot of stuff I missed. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that 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 came out though. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Yeah, uh, can't stand Ender Sandman at all. Yeah, I can't brook that. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I'm pretty much. I'm just. I'm just done with it and never need to listen to it again. Yeah, as well. Um, and, and I think that there's like more fun Metallica you could put in there. Like one would be the one I would choose. Instead. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I agree. You know, different strokes. Yep. Um, so we're in the impossible tier, and these are the ones that I can't. Uh, I can't get through all of these on hard. Yeah. This is the first tier I can't get through everything on hard. Right. Um. So let alone impossible. But uh, kind of famously, the the green grass and the high tides. Yep. Which is which is the through the fire and flames of this <laughs> of, of of this game. Yeah, I like I, I I like it because it is freebird without having to be freebird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's like consistently fun. I wish it wasn't such an endurance test. Yeah. Like, like everything you're doing is fun, much. but it's it's way too long. Like mm-hmm. I don't want any song to be that long. Mm-hmm. Like for any reason, um, <laughs> more or less. And like it is just way too long. Like it is fun. Like I yep. like this song. Yeah. But I get tired before I get done with it you know yeah i mean something that speaks to it over like something like freebird is that the uh the the verses are fun to play mm. just yeah. the, you know just the idea that like oh i'm just playing these really crunchy arpeggios on an e minor like the like that's fun yeah and you're just doing a kind of accent work instead mm-hmm. of just uh doing anything that really is quite re- you know yeah. repetitious you're not doing like the like the yeah 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 um so that like that's the one that uh, everybody figured out. Okay, you can delete this from your library by going into your hard drive settings, so it won't pop up on um, on on random in later games. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so people hated this so much. I like it, but you know, again, the you just have to be in the mood for like yeah, yeah. playing it for ten minutes. Like it's an it's an endurance log. Yeah. Um, Highway Star. I don't like. There are better Deep Purple songs they could have put in. If this was mm-hmm. if this was Rock Band Three, they could have done Hush, which I think yeah. is indisputably the best Deep Purple song. Yeah, well, that's I, I feel like that's not that hard to to get to. Like, I don't I don't think Deep Purple is that great, yeah. but I, I don't like this song very much either. Yeah, it's um, and it's like the headline. It's what plays on the uh, the opening cutscene. Yeah, well, just because it's about cars. Oh yeah, um, and that's why that they always choose a song that has about it's about cars. <laughs> yep, for the beginning of it. Um, I love this Boston song on here. Oh yeah, um, one of the things I really like that that, that rock band songs can do is when they have uh, incredibly kind of tricky technical parts. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's a songwriting trick, too, that I appreciate that this song highlights and Boston highlights in general, mm-hmm. where you'll do these kind of tricky technical parts and then get into a groove. Like when you get into the chorus of the song, mm-hmm. the contrast between the, the noodly parts before it and after it are really great. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, you're just, everything is kind of tense and, and complicated. And then you just, you know, and like, that's really fun to do and really like is, it serves a purpose in the song. That, uh, that moment where the goes from acoustic to electric is one of my favorite moments in all of music. Yeah. It's something that Boston does on every single song and it works every goddamn time. Yeah, Boston's greatest hits. Like you could do so much. Like every every time Boston comes on the radio, it's a pretty much a good time. Yeah, and uh, and you know the, the, this this song is is no no exception. <laughs> yeah, I so. love uh, I love foreplay. Like I, I'm glad that they included that. They just didn't yeah. drop it off and make it like oh here's long time because like long time it's just a little bit too shreddingy on the solos. I think it's fun on vocals, yeah. right? Like you know like here I'm gonna just really like plant in and belt this. Like that's that's a good time. But uh, mm-hmm. but foreplay kind of makes this. And like yeah. sets that up in a you know in a really nice way. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Uh, flirting with disaster is such an oddity. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It, it's kind of slips off my mind. I played it for the show, uh, but I didn't, I couldn't get through it because I was playing Drawn Hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike many of the game, like later games, one of the other things is you're locked into a difficulty mode mm-hmm. when you start a career. Oh fuck! This. I forgot so you, about that. Yep. So if you get <laughs> if you get to a wall, you're just at a wall. And that's stupid. Oh, wow. Um, so I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't, uh, you know, yeah, couldn't I, get further, couldn't finish this. I just played through all these in Rock Band 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just didn't want to pay for the import thing. Like, at oh, some yeah. point, I probably will, but I yep. just haven't, didn't want to do it for this time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Flirting with Disaster, like, you know, it, it is, it is Southern stupid rock. Uh, the bass line is a little bit, you know, weird just because it is, uh, it's a little bit, uh, you know, sh- it's got a shuffle to it. Mm-hmm. But um, that makes it, I, pr- I think probably the most difficult baseline in the game because of that. Mm. Yeah. Won't get fooled again is really fun for a similar reason. It is like, it is like a, uh, um, Oh gosh. What is it? Give me shelter except times 10. Yeah. Yeah. Stylistically. Um, yeah. And, and this is, this is another one I couldn't quite get through, mm-hmm. um, on the, on this thing. This and the Iron Maiden song. Like yeah. I only got through with the first half of these. Um, I, and, and I get, and I, I fail out of green grass, like when it gets like to a, you know, but I get two thirds way through it, which is why it's so frustrating. Yeah, uh, and I stopped. But yeah. I think uh, I think Woke Fooled Again is like the it, it is the best mixture of um, difficulty and fun in this yeah. uh, in this in this tier. Um, you know, specifically on drums as well. Even though it is, uh, I guess, it's not the hardest because Run to the Hills is unplayable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how anybody does that. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I've seen long-haired guys do it on YouTube. Yeah, but like <laughs> long-haired guys. Yeah, yeah. It's just that 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 triplet. Those those notes are so so close together. Um, yeah, and uh, like that is <laughs> that is an endurance test. Like you could draw a lot of comparisons between that and Everlong, but like Everlong is just a sixteenth note disco beat with like yeah. a really predictable pattern. Whereas that is just it's just just a couple of degrees off because of those triplets. Where like you get off you know by one note and then you're just done. You just stay off and you fail too quickly to get back on yeah. because the notes are coming so fast. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't like ever long on drums on this either. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it's fun. Like it, like the, co- when you get to the chorus, it is neat. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that every section of the like the little pre-chorus does something different is cool. But mm-hmm. the verses I feel like are just excruciating and I, I can't get to the choruses Yeah, in it. Like, I just don't want to do those 16th note disco beat. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can see it, but it just, my arms get tired and it's not yep. fun for me. Yeah. And so. it was mostly like a, like a challenge thing for me to, for me to like get over that. I think that was the idea that, and also was like I a, love that song. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I heard the uh, the uh, unplugged version on the radio the other day, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Because the first yeah. ad, the, the regular version starts out unplugged and then gets mm-hmm. into a rock version. Yeah. And without that rock section, like I think it loses a lot. Yeah. The like the unplugged version, it was one that like the the, the one that was going around on Napster when I was on <laughs> when I was on my Foo Fighters kick was the one that he played on um Oh gosh, Howard Stern. And it like opened mm. up with like, oh man, I love this song. Oh, so great. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like, Fur man likes it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, back to Foo Talk, the Foo Fighters work when they go from whisper to shout. Like they they, they yeah. take that and turn that into a science. And when it's all whisper, like I'm going to be right up in your face and like let's play this at my you know like during my wedding. It's like no, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, or some asshole pulls out a guitar at a party. Yeah, and yeah. it's like come on, buddy. Like no. Just yeah, gotta gotta, gotta tune this down. Violence on the whole. Gotta tune this down to whole. drop D. Gonna make this a little bit more of an intimate setting. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody asked for this. Now, where one person asks for it loudly, and you're just going to go for it. There's a silent majority that's just like wants to talk in the kitchen. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> but that's um, uh, that's Rock Band One. Yeah, that's Rock Band One. Um, obviously, I mean, it, it, like we talked about generalities forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Yeah. It's really fun. The individual songs, and we're going to talk more about individual songs as we go through the sequels, mm-hmm. um, because it is a uniquely kind of modular game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the fun does depend on the song that you're, that, you know, you're going to end up, uh, end up playing, but it is, it is well worth, uh, your time and money to go seek out a copy of it. Now, if you don't mind having it in your living room and you've never played it, yeah. likely you play it though, cause it was incredibly popular and successful. Um, but I was still glad to, uh, to cover the mainline series. Yeah, it is a, it is a genre that is weirdly dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, deader than adventure games. Yeah. Like deader than, you know, a lot of things that are known to be dead genres. Um, <laughs> also like, and, and just a little inside baseball, like it, I can't say how awesome it was to do this after Morrowind, given <laughs> that like Morrowind, as much as we both liked that a lot, that was much more kind of a stolid and, and homeworky of an experience, mm-hmm. you know, whereas this was like, yes, we were going and checking things off a list, but like it was physical and every time everything was like different. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, nice you know, the, 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 reason that this thrived in my, in my library for so long was, you know, just because you can sit down and play this for 20 minutes. Yep. Absolutely. Right? Like it is, it is so bite-sized and like, it just, it fit into my life in such a, in such a crazy, crazy good way that like here playing it for assignment, it was just not a problem because I would get home from work and be like, fuck it. I'm going to play X. Yeah. And even if you just play that and then go on to something else, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it is, it is, it is really, really great. Um, let's talk about the sequels. Yeah. Um, do, you know, in briefer than we, we talked <laughs> yes. about this, obviously. We're not just going to go through every song of the sequels. Nope. Because <laughs> there are lots of sequels and that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, what are some notable songs that you like from uh, Rock Band 2? Uh, yeah, it's weird because like Rock Band 2 is so much more inconsistent, but there are songs that I like a lot more than just kind of like the average, you know, I would call Rock Band 1 just the average of like, here Mm -hmm. are a bunch of songs that would work for it. Like, I don't know that Modest Mouse's Float On would really Mm -hmm. fit as like an intro song on, you know, Rock Band 1 based on what they're trying to do, but I'm really happy it's there. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like th- that I, like is Rock, Rock Band Two does have higher highs, I think. Yeah, for me at least. Yeah, but it's weird. Like you know, like the like the note that I made about it when I was going through these songs um, was that Rock Band Two seems to like take it and say, okay, we're gonna put in more '80s music and a lot more hot topic shit. Yeah, 
Yeah, like I, I tend to like when I was playing these, I just kind of imported everything into one big stew mm-hmm. and could just take you know f- uh, quick play the stuff that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up losing the experience of actually going through Rock Band two songs in order, mm-hmm. which I did again for the show, and realized that like I have a lot of fond memories of Rock Band two. It has a lot of high highs, but the lows are really low. Yeah, the lows are just songs that I never played. Yeah, like, and I just and I never will. Like I just like it's like okay, I don't need to ever. You know, I get it. Uh huh. It's like move on. I'm never going to play that L seven song. Or Lacuna I, I think Coil. That L7 song's okay, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna play Lacuna Coil, but L7 song, like I had affection from, um, from like my my grungy days. Like it's mm-hmm. not fun to play. Like it's really simple. Yeah. But I ended up liking the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a, a good entry for like one for introducing me, uh, to to bands. Mm-hmm. I know because this is the album that has uh, Lazy Eye and Deluxe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, those are both really good. Those songs are so good. Yeah, and so like fun to Silver. Play. Like this was my uh, entry Silver to Sun uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, and Lush yes. is the other band. Mm-hmm. And those, those are great. Mm-hmm. Those are really good songs. Um, and then I was also super excited because I had uh, Carry On My Wayward Son and Aqualung were two songs that I liked from Rock Band, yep. or from uh, Guitar Hero, rather. Was was Aqualung ever on, on Guitar Hero? I thought so. I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't but, remember it being because like this was like this was me saying, oh, yeah, Aqualung. Okay, cool. Yeah. I can totally like, get into this band. Like it's a, it's a very fun song to play on on guitar, mm-hmm. um, and carry on my way with son. As I said la- earlier, like that's my favorite song to play on guitar in any of these these games. Like mm-hmm. that song is really really that hits my sweet spot perfectly. Yeah. And then I was just super happy that there's a replacement song on there oh, because yeah. I love the replacements and they don't get any love. Right. So and, and just like it seemed like a real like out of left field. Somebody on the on the uh, on the team must have really been pushing for it. Yeah. <laughs> because that was my that that was my entry into into the replacements. Like, yeah. and, you know, and, just really and, getting into it. And they're like an amazing rock band that is really respected, but it's not, it doesn't, it, it's like one of those, like one of these things does not quite belong here mm-hmm. um, thing. Yeah. So those are, kind of, those are kind of my highlights from that, you know, and yeah. there are lowlights too. There are a lot of songs that I like that I think are not great. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, also, uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention E-Pro, which yep. was like unlocking the drums on that in my mind was a big moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Like and and that that felt great. Mm-hmm. That was like a better introduction to a disco beat than like any other song. I think. Yeah. In terms of like, oh, this is just a different way to think about the drums. That isn't, you know, like you said, kick on one, snare on two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking at that as well, uh, I like the uh, the dinosaur junior song in there. Feel the oh, pain. Oh yeah, that, that that song's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful song. Yeah. Um, they also like tried to bring back a couple of bands in ways that didn't really fit. So like the trees by Rush. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to always stick uh, stick my ex with singing that because I would play drums and she would sing. <laughs> yep. And I'd be like, no, check it out. You'll like it. And it's like that, <laughs> that song is so dumb. Like, I like I, I love Rush. Uh-huh. Um, but that, that song is so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's really bad. Like, and um, I don't like Pinball Wizard at all. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, no thanks. Give me Tommy. I will watch Tommy just for Anne Margaret. But Pinball Wizard, yeah. nope. Hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Rock Band 3 is the game I by far have the least experience with because I never had it before now. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't I didn't have this back in the day. Um, so I've only played it through it, like, a little bit for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it never came around. And we yeah. talked a little bit about that kind of the conflict with adding keyboard. And, and I feel like that's, you know, and playing more songs that are drum machine, mm-hmm. um, which is hard. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that this is this is like Rock Band 2 in that the highs are the highs are really high and the lows are really low, except like taken to a to a crazy extreme. Yeah, um, like there are more songs on this that I haven't played um, than in than in any of the others. But I've played this a great deal because it brought in more of the real instrument kind of flair to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
But there are some like really, really good songs like, you know, just like heaven by the cure. It's a low tier song, but I think that is like the perfect pop song. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a wonderful song to listen to regardless of whether it's super fun to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, like it fits and that is like a great way to include like keyboard into that. And it's like showing, Oh, here's this other thing that probably faded into the background for you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, the keyboard is an accent instrument, but here it is totally, you know, viable to play in the middle of this. Um, yeah. You know, like this had in the meantime by space hog. Yeah. Which, which previously established uh, solved music for me <laughs> in 1995. <laughs> so, so, you know, my friends were just like, well, that's it. Yeah. Pack it up, boys. Because <laughs> in the meantime, I played that again, uh, playing through this again, and like I am kind of blown away by how good of a song that is. Mm-hmm. Like, what a good song that is! Yeah. Jesus Christ, fantastic. Like, yeah, uh, similar to uh, they have portions for foxes by Rilo Kylie. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, I love that song so goddamn yeah. much. Yep, it's super, super, super good song. Yeah. But then there is a lot of like the kind of like dumb classic rock stuff I couldn't care less about. Yeah, like Radar Love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> I like I don't know it, it's fine mm-hmm. I get annoyed by the actual song mm-hmm. too much to to want to play it yeah but like they have like plush on there which is the most boring Stone Temple Pilots song. yeah that was, that was yeah. a mistake mm-hmm. and Space Oddity which is a weird choice yeah like Bowie you know like they could have put like Rubble Rubble on there or something like that like mm-hmm. something with with kind of more riff to it as opposed to just kind of some acoustic strums mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought uh, Queens of the Stone Age back for uh, No One Knows, which is which, great. Yeah, I was really happy because that was a great song in uh, Guitar Hero. Yeah, which is uh, like kind of my last hurrah on drums. Like, kind of like mm. okay, I've done this and now I'm good and I will let my skills decay. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to beat this on expert <laughs> pro drums, which once you have the cymbals, there's no reason not to play on pro drums. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Dave Grohl should be uh, um, put in the uh, – you just classify him as a national treasure because his fills help America. Um, yeah, he's 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 a good drummer. Yeah, <laughs> he says <laughs> it's a controversial opinion. Yeah. Um, also, some like real, you know, like real, uh, like uh, I, I would say unexpected songs. Like I never knew about Phoenix, but Lasso is really fun. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know it. I don't think I played it. Yeah. Um, I can get over how gross the Killing Moon is by Echo and the Bunnymen because of how fun mm. it is on um, on the pro guitar. Yeah, I I, uh, I I like that song despite it being really gross, and I've always like really liked it. And then I had that moment where I started listening to the lyrics. Yeah, at some point I was like, oh geez, mm-hmm. but uh, that I think that's a really good song. Yep, and um, it, you know, it's it's kind of a shame that the there's a live version of uh, uh, Good Vibrations instead of the studio, but there you get to play the theremin on keyboard. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah, um, let's talk about uh, Beatles Rock Band real quick. Yeah, we don't need to go through and say which songs we like because they're <laughs> Beatles songs. Like it's like unassailable. Be- yeah, like the Beatles is not like I, I like the Beatles a lot. Obviously, mm-hmm. everybody likes the Beatles. I think it's one of those bands that's great while simultaneously being possibly a little bit overrated. Mm-hmm. But the Beatles rock band experience, I think, is the most holistic and whole, holistic and whole, uh, the most <laughs> holistic the uh, the series has ever gotten. Yeah, um, everything works for this, and doing it chronologically was brilliant. Um, you know, as opposed to by difficulty. Mm-hmm. So you actually are charting your career, so you get to see how the band changes. Like, it's like it is a like a love letter to the band in a way that like feels really genuine and is a joy to go through. Yeah. Like a real joy to play. Mm. So, yeah. and they do a great job of picking the songs. I mean, they really could have just thrown a dart at the board. And as yeah. long as they, as long as they left the white album off of that board, they would have come back with something really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> burn on um, the white they, album. But they did. And it's also like, this was the thing that like made me appreciate Paul McCartney's bass a little bit more. Yep. Me too. Like playing bass on, on, on Beatles rock band. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, He's great. Like yeah. this, this is really like this fades in the background a lot, but he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's an amazing musician. Like I always like if you have to choose, which you don't, but like I was always, you know, like John Lennon's 
crazy wankery a little bit more than mm-hmm. than Paul McCartney. But yep. you know, I've come to respect them both. Yeah, and which I mean, was, I did before this too. But <laughs> yeah, and I, and I will say that this hit me at the exact right time, like when it came out, because I was like, oh yeah, the Beatles. Like we sang some of their songs in choir, but like this helped. This came along and helped like introduce me to their like deeper discography. And like, oh, I can like whenever like no matter how I feel, I can put on Rubber Soul and just be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it'll be there like that'll that'll work and uh, it introduced me to my favorite Beatles song which is dig a pony yeah dig a pony's great yeah try and find that like anywhere on any of their top lists but like it's a really good song yeah that, that that's a really amazing song yeah. and this is a really good case for like i wish i could play keyboard on these because something like uh, uh oh my gosh hey hey bulldog would be really fun on keyboard but nope. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be but the, like i love hey bulldog and it's got uh a couple of lyrics I just think are stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of interfere with it, but the song is really, really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is great. I think if you um, like, this is the rock band that everyone should be able to agree with mm-hmm. and agree on. And like, <laughs> yeah, we can all agree on cheese. Yeah, we can, we can all, yeah, we can all agree on the Beatles. The, uh, yeah, I love this. Um, the, uh, and the Lego rock band, I haven't spent tons of time with yeah. um, just looking at as a, as a track pack. Like there are some songs, like I think what they're trying to do with it is it's supposed to be a little bit more kid friendly, yeah. obviously, because it's Lego. So you end up having things like the Ghostbusters theme and shit, <laughs> which like, you know, like that's fine. But how often do I need to play the Ghostbusters theme? The answer is not often. More often than you would think if you have people over. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Um, but like two princes by the spin doctors and stuff. Like, what are you doing? Come on. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't need that. Yeah. Yep. So it's a it's it's a crowd pleaser at the very least. Although there are some weird ones like why is there a spinal tap song on here? Or also the passenger, this doesn't belong. Yeah, like, quit putting songs about heroin in kids entertainment. <laughs> um I assume it's about heroin. I don't actually I mean, know that. Yeah, that's pretty, it's a safe assumption. Yeah. Um yeah, making this, a this is a, it's a weird mix, and like this is the kind of thing where it's like I would have been a little bit irked if I bought it new, but I'm happy to pick up a used copy and just get a big track back. Yep. Um yeah. Yep. Uh, the uh, the T Rex song on there is pretty good too. The ride away. Yeah. yeah, I'm always disappointed. Like T Rex, I love T Rex, but for some reason uh, in karaoke they never have uh, Children of the Revolution or Jeepster. Yeah, it's always and 20th those are the two boy. songs I want to do. Yeah, it's always yeah. 20th Century Boy. Like, and Which I like fine. 20th Century Boy, but I, I really like Jeepster is wonderful. That was <laughs> it was a narrowly missed out on my like wish list for the wish list section of the uh, <laughs> yeah. the, por- the program that's, that's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I couldn't care less about Green Day Rock Band. No. It's just no. I, no. I had a, <laughs> what, what a misstep. I, uh, I had a student employee when I used to work at the copy services at the first university I worked at, who uh, was this guy named Joe, um, who was this uh, like kind of stoner like idiot, and he uh, came out to me once. He's like, you know what, Gary? The more I think about it, the more I think that Green Day is the defining band of our time. Jesus. Like real seriously, like just walked up to his boss and said that, and uh, <laughs> was consequently fired. That's that's not <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 was, I was just like, huh, okay. And this was like prime American idiot, like oh, them at their like, you know, we're 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 holding a cracked circus mirror up to society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> period. You know, Green Day's socially conscious, uh, yeah, satire. Period. They really, really should have just put out Dookie as an album you could buy. <laughs> Dookie is pretty good. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that album's pretty good, but yeah, they, they definitely should have. And then they had a couple of catchy songs later in that, but like their, their, you know, American idiot period and stuff is just like, that's, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. just give me a basket case and that's all I need. Yeah. 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 No, thanks. There was that weird, uh, the, the, the ACDC live track pack, which was just all these songs you remember, except different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and a more tiring version of let there be rock because it's slightly faster 
yeah. and also two minutes longer. <laughs> that was more tired. Yep. Yeah. The live like, live things. Well, this segues well into the DLC discussion. Um, the uh, uh, live stuff, like like live recordings, never really worked for me on these. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't add very much. No. I would rather have just had a studio recording almost every single time. Me too. And like, I can kind of see maybe like if this was uh, a case of them, like, Oh, we just couldn't get the master recording for the, for, for the studio version, but like any kind of overture they would have made toward, Oh, well you're playing this live in the game. So a live version makes just a little bit more sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like it could be easy to say, well, you just like the polish on the album version, but that's like the canonical one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's more that and it also is not going to have the crowd noise and the banter and all that stuff like yeah. all those little things end up being kind of annoying when you're uh, playing the song over and over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now the long-awaited DLC section, where we talk about kind of some of the things that we uh, um, picked up uh, along the way to supplement our libraries. So you probably have a lot less than I do, so I'd like you to lead this kind of discussion with uh, yeah. your highlights. Significantly less. Like, I uh, partly just because I couldn't get over some of the cost stuff. Like, it's it's not a bad cost-value proposition, but, like, I kept thinking these should have been priced at about half of what they were mm-hmm. um, for, for the value of, like, literally just, like, a three-minute, you know, addition to your game um like yes you can play it as many times as you want but um and it worked the best when it was albums like 9.99 for a whole album or something worked a lot better for me so like i bought doolittle um i bought the first cars album um and then like some kind of random tracks um and like like i said earlier like a lot of them highlighted like oh this is why this wasn't in rock band <laughs> um like specifically um the first cars album does that a lot which like i love that album mm-hmm. but they're not all fun songs to play like what I consider to be a fun song to listen to or do karaoke to does not necessarily mean it's a fun song to play, mm-hmm. even though there are like there are good songs on it. But it was not that fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of the first like uh, or one of the big songs I downloaded as an individual track, um, and we were talking about freeze pop. Uh, uh, get ready to rock. Or not mm-hmm. get ready to rock. The other one. Um, it's time to rock or <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, let there the, be rock. No, wait. Let's talk more rock. Yeah, that song. I think that's a blast. Oh yeah, on like every instrument. I mm-hmm. love that song. Yep, that was a uh, that was kind of a uh, I forget if that was in Rock Band One or or sorry Guitar Hero One or Two. It, yeah, it was yeah. In, in Guitar Hero Two. Yeah, like that. That was crazy because it like messed with the tempo so much. Yeah, like they had yeah. to break the engine, uh, the, like the way they chartered it in order to accommodate that. But it was so good. And then the drums are really great too. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, like everything about it is really really fun. Like and like the, with free top, you run into that problem where like you're playing on an instrument, something that was programmed into a synthesizer or mm-hmm. on a drum machine. So like, of course, it's impossible. You know, um, like uh, on uh, Rock Band One, we didn't talk about, but brain power yeah. is so fucking hard. It's because <laughs> no human was ever meant to actually play it. Right. Um, but uh, get ready to rock. Like actually, or let's talk more rock. Actually, works. I think the drums are really really fun. It has that like the like boom, ka, boom. Got like that like kind of like a beat in the in the chorus that I, that I you know really really enjoy yeah um that's a favorite for me mm-hmm. yeah um looking at this here like if we're if we're talking about full album downloads the color and the shape is uh is pretty unassailable i think mm-hmm. just because there's a lot of variety more than you would expect for like a mid-90s rock 
coming out of grunge kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hey Johnny Park sounds really different from New Way Home. Like mm-hmm. all of these, you know, Foo Fighters seasides. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, and the individual Foo Fighters uh, uh, tracks uh, kind of hit or miss. Like, you know, Dead or Alive or whatever it is, DOA. Not really that fun, you know. Yeah. But uh, but it's but it's there. Um, the Queens of the Stone Age pack. Uh, the one mm-hmm. that was mostly songs, actually all songs from uh, Era Bulgaris, uh, was pretty mm-hmm. good. You know, Threes and Sevens, uh, Little Sister, which was actually off of Lullabies to Paralyze, uh, Six Six Six. Like all of those are really good on different instruments and uh, offer a different kind of difficulty than you would see mm-hmm. in a like a regular, you know, on disc Queens of the Stone Age track. Yeah, threes yeah. and Sevens is really fun. That yeah. was on uh, one of the uh, Guitar Heroes mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it was Guitar Hero Three. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, and that was a that was it's a little bit Bostony, and 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 so far as it depends on these like Paul muted notes, mm-hmm. um, off of there. Uh, looking at you know kind of, kind of some of these other ones uh, with the Josh Homme and Dave Grohl kick, uh, New Fang by Them Crooked Vultures. Like I'm sad that Them Crooked Vultures happened so so you know so far into the rock band run that we couldn't get that full album on there. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't I don't know them at all. I don't know. Oh, it's a it's a super group. So sigh here or roll your eyes. But it's uh, Josh Homme on uh, guitar and vocals, uh, John Paul Jones on uh, bass and multi instrumental, and Dave Grohl on drums. Hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Dave Grohl will just play drums for anybody. Yes, he will. <laughs> he's just he's just into it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Dead Kennedys pack is really fun. Like uh, Holiday oh, in yeah. Cam- Cambodia is one of my favorite songs. It yeah, never that's sh- a great song. It never yeah. shows up at karaoke, but I want to do it so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when. Uh, uh, this is this is a, a tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, John Linnell of They Might Be Giants did um, an album called State Songs, which he was going to write a song for every state and never did it. Um, but when he took that on tour, he did covers of songs that had states in the the title mm-hmm. and did uh, California Uberalas. Oh yeah, um, whenever did it. And I used to have a version of My Napster Days, and that was really fun to listen to because it's you know John Linnell, <laughs> me and John Linnell, but just trying to sound as menacing as as Jello Biafra does in, in that <laughs> song, and that was really fun. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, those are those are good and just like insanely difficult on a bunch of instruments because it's so non-standard. I mean, it's the fucking yeah. Dead Kennedys. Like, it's as punk as punk can be. But yeah, yeah, without being fucking Black Flag or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no rain by Blind Melon is pretty good, actually. Hmm. Yeah, like on guitar, you know, just how it just kind of like it's a melody that just goes all over the place. That's pretty yeah, good. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and um. These are just kind of like little pet things of mine, but like the eels Saturday morning. What up? I never expected an eel song to land on here, but it's there. There's that element of just having a song that's like, oh, I just really like this band, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's just kind of fun to experience the band in this way, whether it's a good song for the the experience or not. Yep. So I'm not saying that eel song is one way or another. Like <laughs> I, I'm not, not familiar with it, um, but like that was a thing that I experienced a lot as well. Yeah. yeah like I, I would buy an individual song by a band just because it's like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this band and I want to play it like this. And then it would turn out not to be that fun. I wouldn't play it all that often. But again, like, as we mentioned, like when you're playing these songs, you still have to listen to them. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes you can just take some pleasure in that. Yeah. In this case, uh, Saturday morning is awesome on drums. <laughs> so yeah, yeah look, look it up on the, uh, on the YouTube for the full, the, like the full band play. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, uh, there's like a funny story. Nine inch nails, the perfect drug. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. As as you will know off of the Lost Highway soundtrack, uh, that's that made uh, Trent Reznor stop giving songs to to rhythm band uh, to like to rhythm games because he said this is the hardest song we've ever done. Why would anybody want to buy anything of ours if people have already mastered it? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's fun on drums. 
you know, even yeah. though it is in that ultra endurance contest, like this is all over the place and it's impossible to play kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. The video featured three gentlemen in top hats being steampunky and menacing. <laughs> I've never seen that. If video. I recall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, what we, so we, we each had like a lot of songs that we would love to see in rock band, mm-hmm. but we narrowed it down because we respect your time. Yeah. Um, um and I'm, these ones, I, I'm going to put little snippets in these, in the, uh, in the show. And these ones I will put in the show notes. Okay. Cool. So if you want to check these out and, yeah. uh, and kind of go back and forth. I, so I came up with 10. I'm probably going to do that as a backer blog, uh, thing. Oh, that's a good idea. Discuss, um, you know, cause I want people to know what music I like because it is so interesting and unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like things. I'm interested in things about me. Yep. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm not serious. Please, God, don't think that about me. And we're back. Um, uh, yeah. So I'll lead off with mine. Uh, number one here. Uh, let's say Money City Maniacs by Sloan. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a really, really I, good song. Like I'd never heard before, before you posted this on Facebook too, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a sneak preview. And, uh, Elizabeth is like huge into Sloan mm-hmm. and like, it's one of those bands, like she like goes and sees and she's like, I don't, I think that you would like them, but I don't know. And like, she put a couple songs on mixes, but like, mm-hmm. this is great. I wonder what she thinks of this song and this era specifically. <laughs> and if she's into it and is like hiding it from me or <laughs> not hiding from me, but like, yeah, yeah. They're, Cause they're, I, I dig it. They're a little bit like the Canadian Beatles. Um, insofar as they kind of change styles every album. Mm. Um, this album is really great. It's something, something maybe. Um, I don't listen to them as much actively anymore, but holy crap, is this a great song. Because it sounds like ACDC, except without like, the dick-swinging ACDC-ness of it. Like good ACDC. Yeah. And the lead singer looks like John Darnielle. Yep, he does. A lot. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like it's not, but it looks a lot like him. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's got yep. it's it's two singers. They're 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 kind of uh, changing off there. It's it's just it's fantastic, like all around. Like maybe it'd be pretty boring on bass, um, and, you know, and, until the chorus or whatever. That's kind of the problem with the bass in general. Like the main yeah. riff, uh, you know, just uh, like switching between that intro and the bridge and then the chorus, um, just really good all around. Yeah. I can see that just being like an, you know just like a crowd pleaser a little bit. Um, and the vocals are fun too. Yeah, um, you know, like something we didn't talk about when we hit Rock Band Three was kind of like the vagaries of the different instruments. But uh, Rock Band Three added in like multi-part harmonies, mm. and so I could see like you know talk about such a limited appeal. Most people can't find the melody, you know. So God help you if you find somebody who can find the harmony. But uh, this would be great if you were, yeah. uh, you know, if you could, uh, you know, kind of uh, double team it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like this song a lot. Yeah, and I would love to play in Rock Band as well. Mm-hmm. How about you? What's yours? What's your first one? Uh, yep, first one I um, have is uh, Venus by mm-hmm. Television. Um, seminal post-punk band. Uh, contemporaries of the Talking Heads. Yeah. Television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, if, if anyone is, is not familiar, it is uh, Tom Verlaine, the guitar plays for television, um, and noted gaunt weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, it just it's noodly in a way that I like? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's noodly and jangly, which are both uh, adjectives that I like when they're applied to music. Yeah, yeah, and every instrument is kind of uh, like the parts are like it, there are a lot of kind of switching between parts in a tricky way. Mm-hmm. There's like a call and response pre-chorus thing that's really playful mm-hmm. um, that I like a lot, and uh, it just it kind of goes between um, like there's a real there's a real palpable sense of like tension and relief in the song. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, like when they get into the uh, the kind of martial drum beat yep. part of it in the middle, which would be fun to do. Um, is it, it, it sounds really tense, and then it you know kind of explodes into this like ding 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 ding, ding like this uh, <laughs> kind of cascading yeah individual notes. Like that, that rise and fall on the guitar parts really really engaging. I think yeah yeah. Um, also on the on the chorus with that drum part though, just the, those sly little triplets that are done on the cymbal yeah. towards the end of a phrase. Like like any time a song in rock band does that, like I'm all over it. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just be very fun, like, if you, like, imagining, like, a perfect, you know, being in a room with four people who knew that song really well, which would be hard to do. Uh, imagine <laughs> being in that room and being doing the vocals for it and being able to do the, uh, having everybody do the, the call and response, like, did you feel low? <laughs> and then, not at all. And everyone go, ha ha! Like, like the, the off-key, huh, that's in the middle <laughs> yeah. of that song. It'd be really fun. The vocals are just all over the place in this one, though. That's <laughs> like, probably the like the one part that would be less fun to do because it's got that talking heads, clap your hands, say yeah, yeah. problem where it's like <laughs> clap your hands, say yeah. You're the only other person I've heard say that band name out loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where like the vocals are just a little too crackly and like mm-hmm. weedy. Yeah, you know, to be to be great, but I still think you could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because Tom Verlaine, like in other songs, like he sings, like he's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. It's just every once in a while he does this David Byrne kind of kind of thing. Yeah, but this is really good. I never heard this song before. Yeah, that, that album, Marky Moon, is. You you may have heard um, "See No Evil," which is the the kind of bigger song from that mm-hmm. album. Um, that album, yeah, I think you'd like it. Like that album is great. Yeah, Marky Moon is a, is a Stone Cold classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you got next? Next is uh, the way by Fastball, mm-hmm. yep. and this is this is less of like a you know for the love of the art kind of thing. Like I really like the song. It was kind of one of the first bands I got into, along with all the other shit that I've talked about in the past about it. But it just makes so much sense for like especially Rock Band Three with the keyboard in it. Um, I can see the guitar being really good because of that kind of that Spanish riff to it, where it just yeah. kind of like dun 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 dun. Um, just, just like overall. And like, I think the vocals really kind of lead it out. And, um, you know, this is, you know, from an era of music like that, like that late nineties where there wasn't very much good happening. And it seemed like all of the bad stuff ended up on DLC. Like I was always baffling why this never landed there. Yeah. Yeah. Did, but did Marcy play, Marcy playground show up on there? Uh, I don't know. I can do a quick search for <laughs> like, it, but like, like, it, like, seems like that's the kind of like dumb choice they would make. Yep. Like we'd get that instead of this. Cause this yeah. is another really good we, song. We got all of now. That's what I call music one, except for this. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. Some, for some reason. Yeah. Um, like, yeah this, this, I, like this, none of this seems like it would be like, when I was listening to it, I was like, this is a great song. It seems like it would be a great, like middle tier difficulty. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, none of it seemed that hard. Like the keyboards don't sound hard, but yeah. like they sound satisfying. And that's where I have the most fun yeah. in rock band is that middle tier yeah. difficulty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like, you know, doable, but satisfying. I wanted a challenge I could do, um, <laughs> you know, which is, which is a joke in the Simpsons, but it ends up actually being like a true valid sentiment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So like, this is uh, just a, uh, it's, it's Elvis Costello. in a way that I really like. I like how looking at like uh, doing that Sloan song and then uh, Venus and then this, it's like a real showcase for like unattractive lead singers. <laughs> like I just like, like looking at these gross looking men. You have Tony Schmalzo with, uh, yeah. with his fucking mole or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> It'll um, carry through with my, uh, with my last one too. Yeah. We, we, we chose all songs with dudes. Yeah. Um, not That's on purpose. Bad. Just, yeah. just, on, just the, ended up being yeah. in the way so and gary marcy playground sex and candy totally in the I, dlc I, I thought it was like <laughs> I, I thought i picked that up from somewhere and like i don't even think that's a bad song but like yeah. it's just not 
like this probably should have been on there yeah uh that that song sex and candy was the song that i got a lap dance to the first and oh, only yeah. lap dance i've ever gotten <laughs> Do you was know? It, does that imply it's not the only lap dance you've ever gotten the, 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 no no that is that that does imply it is the only one that i've got okay and uh, uh boy oh boy is that a short song so my friends didn't get their money yeah uh, their money's worth <laughs> yeah. I, I was yeah. happy because I didn't have some. Yeah, I didn't have some poor woman waving her, uh, um, uh, let's say, nether piercing in front of me for mm-hmm. too long. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was like, yep, I've done that, and now I don't want to do it again. Yeah, turns that, out that, that's not a bad laugh end song. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it fits. Yeah, it's better than like uh, green, green grass and the high tides. <laughs> <laughs> Both like of us a, want this to stop. <laughs> lap dance to completion. <laughs> like even if you, if you, if you, there's no contact. No yeah. It's just at that point, just for well, something I'm, to do. Yeah, just bored. Sometimes I just ejaculate when I'm bored. The, uh, <laughs> Work is crazy. The uh, I, I had an ex girlfriend I dated uh, way back in the day who told me that she like would masturbate when she was bored and like just randomly like she'd be on the phone with her friends or something like that oh. and i remember it like being crazy to me yeah like i'd like me just being like but i was at that age where i was also like that's so hot yeah. and now i just think it's weird but at the time i was just like oh my god yeah. but the uh <laughs> like at any time i'm talking on the phone you could be working it <laughs> working um, it <laughs> the uh but like it, it was just very weird to me like that actually like it, it's a dedicated activity like it's not yeah. you don't multi that's when multitasking like, stops yeah even if you're a merlin man you don't multitask in that <laughs> he doesn't like, he doesn't multitask he actively advocates against multitasking oh i, for, yeah, I forgot sorry I man. i'm not gonna let you like <laughs> disparage the uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he just does it in a very he masturbates in a very focused efficient way yeah he just gets it done like i do <laughs> yeah it's yeah. he's uh, yeah. <laughs> Get, 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 get he just done. uses beta tracker on his iphone and it lets him know when the appropriate time is man, and... you you really have some wrong ideas about this man <laughs> I, I i i have wrong i i what i do is i project ideas about the entire culture onto him okay cool <laughs> i just i consider him to be like the the effigy for the the whole culture yeah so that, i'll admit to that though merlin man is how i found sloan <laughs> oh that's good yeah so there there is at least one good thing about it he's also, done at least one good thing in his life yeah and, um, and also made it so I can exist in this day and age. <laughs> I, I bet you would have. I think I you know, would have yeah. found those systems yourself. Uh, probably, yeah. Probably. I think you would have would have discovered those. Maybe if it was like a throw you in the pool situation. True, true. Um, yeah, but the way it's fine that you didn't have to. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the 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 way it's just one of those like '90s things. Also, the way succeeded Sex and Candy as the number one uh, top rock pop hits of '80s, '90s, and today's as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good song. Yeah. What's next for you? Um, Super Chunk, uh, digging for something. Mm-hmm. This is from uh, their 2010 Majesty Shredding album, mm. um, which I was really surprised there was no Super Chunk on any of these things anyway. Yeah, um, because they are a band I think of when I think about guitar heroics. Mm-hmm. Um, like they are. This is probably my favorite, like explicitly riff rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this, I just chose because it is like would get me pumped to play. <laughs> you know. Um, like, like everything about the, the song is very like, uh, uh, it's like, it's fast paced and it is very, um, very rocking, which <laughs> you use as a weak adjective and the sentiment of the song, I think captures like a youthful spirit that I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, like that, that youthful spirit works in the, oh, I'm playing a fake music game. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. we're all just here to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, uh, 
you know, just a, just a pretty pretty straight ahead rock song. Mm-hmm. Lots of like little riffs and flourishes at the ends and beginnings of phrases mm-hmm. um, to kind of keep it interesting um, during that. But it is pretty static. Like there aren't a lot of dynamic parts on like the last song. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the parts are there like a lot. Yeah, um, it's from 2010. Wow. Like I associate super junk with like the late 90s. This is the, they came back. Huh. This is them them uh, them coming back, and their albums that they've had since they've come back have been great. Like I think they I think they've been the best of their their career. Like it's a rare situation. Like I like old Super Chunk a lot, mm-hmm. but they uh, they've come back and they're doing great work. Yeah, that's why I know them from. This yeah, is their, is their older stuff, and that, and that stuff's great too. Mm-hmm. Like I would you know I would love to play like Slack Motherfucker or something like that. <laughs> like those songs, like I think about that song all the time. Yeah, when I, when I think of or Pulled Muscle, like that is like teenage defiance for me <laughs> in a song, which I also appreciate. Yeah. Uh, but specifically digging for something the vocals sound like a blast yeah yeah, yeah. it's it, like it, uh, that whole album is like that man mm-hmm. like uh they do that song i almost chose there's another song on that album called uh learn to surf that is also like super would be super fun to sing mm-hmm. and just like there's a weird there's a the spirit to like the lyrics that sound really anthemic in a way that i really like um like this part where it's got that during that beat right before in the chorus where the drum kind of breaks down and it does that like dancing he says dancing on the propane tank mm-hmm. and the uh, like, like that drum does that shuffle in the middle yep um i i like that there's just something about that attitude that like conjures that kind of party feel mm-hmm. that i really like but learn to surf like the chorus is, is like he says like i stopped swimming and i learned to surf or i stopped drowning and i learned to surf mm-hmm. and like that's such a good like <laughs> simple like turn your to do today list into a today list like yep wisdom bitelet that i <laughs> yep. really like that i never heard before either uh-huh like it's really you know, inventive in yeah simplicity yeah yeah like he's great like that guy that guy's great the video for this is really fun too like mm-hmm. if, if you watch the, uh, the official music video yeah i've watched it which is it's him reuniting uh which is one original member and it's what all the <laughs> other band members are up to and the the guitarist um is a dental hygienist and he's telling trying to tell somebody who's getting dental surgery about how they played Lollapalooza with <laughs> once yep and it was pretty good isn't there a, like, like a like a censored monk in it too <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, seriously, go on the show and, and like listen to all these songs. These are uh, these are great. Yeah, and I'll put in snippets. Yeah, in the, in the background of us talking, mm-hmm. whatever they won't take down from SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, so. we'll work together on that. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take that <laughs> IP holders. Yeah, yeah I know. Take, well, who like imagine the user who's like editing down this episode to listen to fifteen seconds of yeah. of Super Chunk, and yeah. that's how they're getting the music. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're applying reason to IP. Yeah, I know but, it's, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what's next? What's your, what's your finale up next might be my actual favorite song um, <laughs> for real by Ackerville river. Um, and this is uh, uh, one that I've, you know, held on to for a good long while. Uh, I, I knew about it before rock band and listened to it, but I was like, man, I just really wish like that was my offhanded, like, you know, hope springs eternal checking every Friday to see if, if this would be available. Um, you know, track. This is possibly their uh, quote unquote rockingest song, mm-hmm. um, especially to date. Cause like before this, the band had primarily done like alt country, kind of like, oh, we're going to have a mandolin, even though we're not country uh, kind of stuff. But holy crap, like, uh, you know, like the best of that, like 90s, you know, grunge ish rock kind of stuff. It goes from whisper to shout in a way, and it follows a structure until it absolutely falls apart. Um, and, you know, like the way or like fastball, um, it, uh, it brings in the keyboard and has something kind of interesting for the whole band to do. Um, and, you know, just as you're kind of doing these uh, these breakdowns. But ultimately, I really love it for the vocals. Um, yeah. Just because, like, just, man, throw your back into it and just let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. I just, I really like the song, and uh, this is this is one that I know that only like two people would buy, 
but uh, mm-hmm. I want more people to know about it. So I put. But you'd buy episode. multiple copies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd buy yeah. it for friends. Yeah. There you go. I gifted you. <laughs> I didn't even know this rock band's still a thing. Um, give, give the gift of one DLC rock band song yep. this Christmas. Um, yeah, this is a great song too. You put this on the the mix, mm-hmm. the Carville River mix yeah. for me, and it was interesting listening, like revisiting it, thinking about it in terms of rock band because until it opens up at the end, it is fairly like static as far as stuff to do. Yeah. Like on guitar, during large portions of the the song, you're just doing anticipated big guitar hits. Yeah. But that's fun though. Like it's just not it's not that hard or anything, but like if you were working in unison with a bunch of people to hit something at the same time and pulled it off, mm-hmm. it would sound you know, it'd be really fun and yeah. great to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And just like that, that that is that is what this song lives and dies on is like when they hit it and when you see them do it live, it's like holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I can see it. And even like those sure. bridges before it before it really truly opens up, um, you know, with uh, you know, the, the 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 organ and um, and the guitar, the electric guitar specifically, kind of doing those noodly parts, like in counterpoint to each other. Like mm-hmm. that is like like everything here is just, you know, we are all working together to make this kind of understated thing that has brief blasts of like holy shit, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, and it also like for me, like it also stands out as like a kind of an, an odd song for Okerville River too. Like I can mm-hmm. see that as somebody who is like, I like that band. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't know it as well as you do. Um, but the, uh, like I, on the mix, even that you, you gave me like this stood out because it is so yeah. like, you know, it's, it is very different than the rest of their stuff. And like, sometimes when a band does that, like they're trying things, like if they were experts at this and did it all the time, they would not make the same choices that they made mm-hmm. for this. Like they're outside of their comfort zone in a way that's really like, interesting yeah like and like this era of Ockerville river has been compared to like bright eyes a little bit like oh here's you know them trying to be connor oberst but i think they do it a lot better than bright eyes ever really did yeah but which like, to, to, to my mind isn't hard because i think bright eyes is bad yeah but like the uh like i you know i think i like Ockerville river quite a bit more. yeah i mean just that th- that is probably the more well-known like uh you know touch point that a lot of people would probably have yeah 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 what about your last one uh, Shangri-La by the Kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm on the record as liking the Kinks more than I like the Beatles. <laughs> um, I wanted to pick something that had like a big, like kind of long multi-part. I think this is like the, the closest thing the Kinks came to like a rock opera. Yeah. This has like movements to it. Yeah. Like this, yeah, this song has like a lot of different moving parts that all sound really different and fit together. Um, and like, I, I love the, you know, like I, I think objectively the Beatles are probably better and they never, the Beatles also members of that band died and broke up, which <laughs> meant they never got to do come dancing, um, come dancing with the Beatles. Like the Kings got to do come dancing with the Kinks. Um, but the Kinks, like the, you know, four or five Kinks albums are prime Kinks. I think are 100% impeccable pop mm-hmm. music. And I love it. It's like so British and specific. Yep. They talk like, about like sex pence and stuff. It's 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 being a working class, lower class British person, mm-hmm. like in a, in a way that feels really genuine, as opposed to like I don't know, like paperback writer or something like that. <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> you bite your tongue, never talk bad about paperback writer. <laughs> I like paperback writer, but like every time the Beatles ever or Taxman, like every time yeah, the Beatles yeah. talked about something like that, I'm like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, okay, you, I can you, see that. You never had to worry about, like, I mean, maybe you did, but, like, you never will again at the point you've written this song. Yeah, it like, feels disingenuous. You're just trying to hark it back to the days when you're, like, out of your mind on cocaine and, yeah, like, exa- greenies in exactly. Hamburg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've been, yeah. And those are, those are the good songs, but, yeah. like, it doesn't feel genuine. Like, the Kinks actually feel like, it feels like they lived it mm-hmm. um, to me. And, like, yeah, it just, it has a lot of, like, movements and it's really cohesive. 
like uh and it's a really resonant theme for mm-hmm. me like this idea of uh kind of being skeptical of the idea that materialism is going to fix mm-hmm. you know everything um for you so yeah. yeah and i wanted to represent some kinks because i love the kinks oh yeah and, and it's it's a little bit of a like a like a, a shame that's definitely a shame not a little bit of a shame it's a shame that they're not represented at all like even like you really got me which would be the easiest thing they could do and possibly the least satisfying but at least get them on the board and i feel like uh one of the guitar heroes had the cover of you really got me by Def <sighs> yep. no no it was the van halen cover oh van uh, halen yeah. from, i get those bands mixed up all the time <laughs> yep uh it was on guitar hero too uh, the yeah. next part is the Kinks version of "You Really Got Me" is on Rocksmith. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, because that's a, that's a, that's a good song. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Kinks. I mean, it's not a controversial opinion. I would like not to think, or <laughs> like to not think, but like the Kinks yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Um, and like, like, I just, I it would also stand up as like they're dorky in a way that bands aren't on this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like they, I feel like the Kinks, for as much as they can rock, like something like "You Really Got Me," mm-hmm. has none of the dick swagger. Yeah. Of other 60s rock songs and yeah. this song definitely doesn't like there are parts where it definitely rocks out but there's no dick swagger in the kinks like they're really quaint and british and like <laughs> yep. you know in a way that i really really appreciate yeah and it's one of those things like as a as a modern person who probably has heard the greatest hits of the beatles and then just kind of like left that out you can go back and listen to the kinks and be like oh there was like a whole other thing going on here I, I, I think about that all the time. Like, I'll go on Spotify and just, like, find British Invasion stuff and then click on the albums that the songs came from. And, like, there's so much of it that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was a great period for, for music. Yeah. Beatles, you know, Beatles aside, Beatles and Stones, which mm-hmm. are the, you know, people get the attention. Yeah. But This would be really difficult in guitar, actually. Like, finger picking is something that they never really represented well. Again, yeah. in the metaphor. Like, uh it's uh it's it like i can see that being kind of an endurance test a little bit if they didn't overly rely on hammer-ons and pull-offs i can see that too but the song changes enough to where i think you'd get like kind of like rest mm-hmm. respite from from time to time as it, it kind of moves into these different movements yeah so it'd also be really fun to sing like when like when it goes into the major key at the end yeah where like the shangri like that part like that kind of mocking <laughs> part before it gets sad again would yeah. be super fun to sing mm-hmm. um yeah yeah. So those are, those are, and you know, like if you put a gun to my head and said, you know, choose the, these would not necessarily be that. Like these are the three I came to for the show, but there are yeah. other songs I can sure I can think of too. Yep. I came, I came up with ten. I'm going to do a backer blog around that. So yeah, um, you know, just just in case you're curious. Uh, yeah. So just so this didn't end up being a four ep- a four hour episode as opposed to a three, well, three hour. And to one. come up with things to do for backer blogs. Yep. Which like <laughs> I love I love doing them because now that I've decided to just do whatever. But like before that, I was feeling pretty stressed about it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I just did a backer blog about the fan. Yeah, about, about a fan. Yeah, which is like, but it's, it's like not... it's, it's totally a good like pro tip though. Yeah, no, it is. It is a, it's a great fan. Uh-huh. It, is, it is a blog entry about a fan. Yep. I recognize that I never got a chance to talk about why the pro guitar failed. Oh here. yeah, please, I, yeah, please. I'm, I'm not going please to. Let me. I'm not going to you know belabor it here because we've been going on for so terribly long. But just like if we look at where rhythm games have gone, I think that Rocksmith has really picked up the ball and carried it away in a very successful um, kind of sense. At least for me on my kind of journey as like oh, getting used to doing music that is not just singing, right? Like mm. I came into rock bands and guitar, you were f- feeling pretty confident about my voice. Uh, but, uh, you know, these games were kind of my way into learning how to play guitar as a means of expression and as a means of, you know, just kind of working on a skill just for the skill's sake, mm-hmm. you know? And so Rocksmith, 
succeeds in a way that just says, here is tablature and here's a way for you to get instant feedback on this thing so that you can take it away and then just kind of master it on your own. The mm. reason that um, Pro Guitar failed in Rock Band for me was just because it was overly precise. Okay. Okay. Um, so the Pro Guitar that I played, it was the Mustang Guitar. It was the one that has like 122 buttons or something, each representing a fret. It was six rows of, I think, 19 buttons, something like that. And okay. the way that it represented it was that each lane was a different string and it would provide you a number um, for which fret you were supposed to hold down. However, you know, like we said, with the vocals, there's no room for improvisation or for, or for messing up. And even to a lesser extent, the, you know, the Fisher Price version of the guitar or the Fisher Price version of the uh, of the uh, of the keyboard. Um, it really didn't give you any feedback if you hit the wrong thing. Whereas hearing the wrong note at the wrong time or the wrong note at the right time, that is what you need to do in order to actually figure out how to play these songs. Right? Yeah. So the fact that you never got any feedback and it didn't say, well, actually, you hit a C here when you should have hit a D flat or sorry, mm -hmm. a D sharp. Um, you know, that's kind of a big deal. And like hearing that and knowing it lets you learn how to do it the second time. However, it is just I think they overreached and they didn't really think about like the information they needed to, prov you know, to provide you in order to actually learn this instrument. Right. And the same thing goes for the keyboard. Right. It would have been I don't want to say it would have been easy, but like specifically with the keyboard, if you hit the wrong note, mm -hmm. they can just play the wrong note on the MIDI track and apply something that approaches the same, you know, filter or the same processing that's over top of that. So you hear like, Oh, well, that's sour. Like, I know that's bad, but on pro keyboard for however good that is at teaching you like the mechanics and the muscle memory of like hitting the right note at the right time. Um, the fact that if you hit the wrong note, it just goes, Geek! yeah, is yeah. super useless. Because the the fact that music exists as numbers in a spectrum, hearing the wrong note not only tells you that you're wrong, but also tells you what direction you're wrong yep. and gives you an approximation of distance that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what's important about it. And so it, and and it fails in a way that the drum didn't, because at least when you're doing the drum, you can kind of hear the hit on the wrong beat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's spatial as opposed to tonal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that that totally makes sense. Yeah, so I like if we're, if, if we're talking about where they could have gone, like you know they could you know if if they decided not to stay on the Fisher Price version forever, they were making you know steps I think in the right direction of like how can you turn this into a skill that can carry on somewhere else? Like what you know can we do for the you know for the guitar what we did for the vocals and the drums? They just kind of didn't go far enough, and I think that Rocksmith succeeds only because you're literally just plugging a guitar into your computer and it's playing the notes back to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's essentially just like a, a tuner almost yeah. like a complicated tuner mm -hmm. that, is, that is playing this. I would have liked to have seen them move in. Like we're talking about like ways the series could have gone. I would have liked to, and I don't have a solution for this, but I would have liked to have seen them move and it, you know, kind of innovate and actually do a good job of uh, working with writing mm -hmm. music as a direction, as opposed to just mastery of how to play these songs as, as are, as yeah. is um, that would have been really neat. I know there was some kind of like elements of that, um, in, uh, I think the latest, last Guitar Hero? Yeah, like from Guitar Hero 4 on, like after they added the bands in, and Dennis could actually speak to this more because he spent a lot of time with that, mm. like actually composing music through it. And it is pretty neat. Like the interface that they provide for it, you pick a key and you just kind of go along and you can go back and kind of replay everything that you wrote. Um, but still, you're kind of just kind of messing around with, you know, the five buttons as it goes. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I would have liked to have seen them, you know, even if it was just the five buttons, but even if they went further than that, like rather than not rather than, but maybe in addition to moving towards kind of skill mastery, like 
like songwriter hero, <laughs> you know, like after that, like that would have been neat to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how you'd gamify it perfectly. And I would like to, you know, maybe sometime I'll chat with Dennis about how that went. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. But it's funny because eventually you get beyond what a computer can score you on. And I think yeah. that that is, that's, that, that's a pretty big part of what makes this a game. Even though it ought not be a game, it's more of just a, a shared activity that, you know, that gives a you toy. a different kind of appreciation, right? Like, yeah, yeah, this exists as a toy. Yeah. Like, it's definitely yeah. a game because there's scores and stuff like that. But yeah, it is. It's on the axis. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that's Rock Band. <laughs> um hopefully yeah hopefully this was interesting to people hopefully they they, they dug it it's a weird episode yeah it's a weird us. episode it's mostly gary and cole talk about music but yeah. i like that a lot i like yeah, it when not, gary it's not cole a backdoor about pilot music. for that podcast or anything um <laughs> totally uh the the uh uh that sounded like there was something in the works and there totally isn't wink um that sounded like i was just lying about that but maybe i wasn't the uh but anywho um, what are we, what are we doing next time? Cole? Next time we are playing brave fencer Musashi, which is a game that, uh, our Patreon backers helped us pick. Yeah. A game I have tons of affection for as a youth and uh, I started revisiting and I forgot that, like, I think the main character is pretty obno- obnoxious, but I, I'm <laughs> seeing like flashes of what I liked about it yeah. as a kid. So the, uh, pro tip for you, Cole, yeah. uh, if you're not playing, I have that on hardware and I started playing on hardware, but then I was like, you know what? I want save states for this. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on a deadline. So play that on emulation. Okay. Even though, you know, if you, if you have the real version for a backup, that's great. But play on emulation so you can do save states. Cool. Because it is, uh, it, there are parts of it that are a little bit frustrating. Yeah. I have not started it yet because life. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, what are we, uh, what are we doing after that? After that, we are doing Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah. Jet Set Radio. Whoa, Dragula. Yep. Yep. Punk <laughs> yep. <laughs> Soul Brother. Yep. Um, um, we are yeah. doing that uh, on the PC, which is a pretty faithful port of the Dreamcast version. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Me too. Yeah. I, I played that a little bit. I actually bought that in on an impulse like six months ago and played it for a couple hours mm-hmm. and stuff. And that, that'll that be interesting because I've never beat that game. I think the game gets really, really hard. And I will be curious yeah. if I beat it this time. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to say what we're doing after that? What are we doing after that? After that, we are going to be joined by a guest. Oh yeah, special yeah. special ghost. Special ghost. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh we are um, going so to play Star Control 2 and we're going to be joined by Zach Johnson from the Video Games Hot Dog podcast. I'm super excited about that as well. Me too. I I played a little bit of Star Control, but mostly I know Star Flight, which is like the simplified, a lot of the same team members worked on it. And that was the one that had my affection as a youth. Mm-hmm. But everyone was like, this is more complicated and better. Mm-hmm. Play this. And I played a little bit of it, but this will be my chance to actually finally sink my teeth into Star Control 2. Yeah. I am and incredibly it, excited because Zach has been writing us to do this for a long time, and, yeah, uh, and we, I trust his judgment. And we both like Zach. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nothing like Master of Orion 2, which I used to think for a long time. Yeah. But it's very different. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. And we have other stuff uh, down the pipeline that is also cool. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a good year for the show. And it's already been a good year. Yeah. Even though it's only four days old. Yeah, we've just done Rock four Band. Like, old. we've wanted to do that for a while, and it was really yeah. only possible because of the the Patreon backers. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you again. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to read uh, Cole talk about a fan, um, you can go. <laughs> it's to- a really good fan. I'm using it right now. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a great. It's a great fan. I have I have a copy of it too. It's a good fan. Um, the uh, if you want to talk about fans, um, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash duckvtv, and at any level you get access to our backer blogs once a week, uh, give or take a couple days. We take turns kind of writing a thing, and uh, it's either like podcasting advice or random gaming musings mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. And uh, there are also other rewards. You can get some physical rewards and, and 
and the like postcards mm-hmm. get entered to win t- really fun t-shirts based on dumb things we say <laughs> and uh yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's, it's a great way to help us do cool stuff um, in addition to that, uh, it's been a while since we've had a rating review on iTunes, which is a great way for you to help us get noticed by people, um, people who don't already know about the show. Uh, I understand if you're resistant to uh, venture into the Apple uh, ecosystem, that, uh, that particular sphere, uh, but it does actually have a measurable difference on how our show does. So if you can take a moment and go there, um, that, is a, uh, that is a fantastic way to help us. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, we'd, re- we'd really appreciate that. As a quick thing that we never pimp out that I just want to talk about real quick, uh, every once in a while, Cole and I will guest on some stuff. And we've done a little bit of that recently. Yeah. Um, so you can go back and listen to, uh, we were on an episode of The Short Game. Um, I was on an episode of that talking about The Walking Dead. Um, and then we've both been on our friend Murph's uh, Dork Night mm-hmm. podcast. I recorded an episode and everything. And uh, those are all good fun times. And then I'm on an episode of a podcast uh, coming out soon called One More Turn where I get to talk about Maniac Mansion, which is like my favorite thing to do. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah, and uh, Gaming History 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, you, you do that, and I'm doing. I'm recording an episode of that this week. Yeah. So look for us and other stuff too. Yeah. Um, I was I was on Gaming History 101 talking about uh, survive or sorry, yeah horror point and click adventure games. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be I'm recording with them uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. I'm talking about uh, RPG video games based on tabletop RPGs. Hmm. So we both brought our respective specific <laughs> fields of expertise. Yep. <laughs> like our our sub sub genres. Uh-huh. Of uh, of expertise yeah. to this podcast, but and uh, those, I, those are all super good shows, and like you know, you should mm-hmm. check them out. I don't want to overpromise, but if you would like us to guest on something, there's always the contact form as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hit us up. Like I, I'm I'm always happy to do it. It's it's been fun every time I've done mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I also feel like a weird like pay it forward. Like people are so generous with their time with Bonfireside Chat. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like a little bit of like you know I'm happy to. Yeah. To pop in and and and, it, and and that makes it sound like I'm doing charity, which I'm not. <laughs> no. Like every single time, it's just it's just dumb fun with goofy goofy bros. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun so. to have a break in the routine. Honestly, yeah. Absolutely. So you get to hear us uh, not have it, not not carrying the weight of uh, driving a show forward. Yeah. yeah. So uh, check check those out. Yeah. Um, those are those are all. Uh, there's and there'll probably be more in this coming year, but it's it's a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. cool. I think that's about it. Uh, you know, teenage dirtbags. That is a new show on the network. You should check that out for sure. Especially yeah. if you liked the music discussion. Yeah, exactly. That is, we, well, we do talk a little bit about music and that, but it's <laughs> it's very different. Um, yeah, you should check. You definitely check that out. And then uh, I also, uh, real quick, I brought back Infinity Engineers after a long hiatus, so I'm I'm very close to beating Baldur's Gate. I'm going to do that uh, hopefully this week, yeah. and then move on to Arcanum, which I'm very excited about. Mostly just because I love Baldur's Gate, but I want to <laughs> stop writing about it and write about something else. Yeah, and I'm so. working on trying to find a way to fit Hexcrank back in my, back into my life. So what's the, what's next on it? Uh, alone in the dark. Oh yeah, I, I knew that. That's awesome because I better you than me, friend. Like <laughs> I, I like the concept of the game so much; it's so made for me. But I've never mm-hmm. been able to get past its oldness. Yeah, and oh. that, that's that. That's been a little bit of a little bit of a hurdle as well. Um, trying trying to figure out what I can do with that so that it doesn't add another assignment onto my uh, onto my weekly plate, which is already untenable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Is is sometimes tricky. Draw crimes that are on times. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I <laughs> the. Uh, uh, I have nothing else to say about Rock Band. Neither uh, do I. Thank you, everybody, uh, what, for listening to this. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, what should they watch out for? Uh, they should watch out. Cities City on Flame with Rock and Roll? Yes, there we go. Thank you. Okay. I was really, really hoping you came up with something.
Morrissey. We we need boner four twenty again. <laughs> weed boner. Uh, Follow weed boner four twenty's advent continuing adventures in every sketch. In hell. Hey dude, I got this totally new game, Brief Fencer Musashi. Cool. <laughs> it's got like food puns and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>